This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Happy Monday to you. Good morning. Buzzley off today in Oklahoma. Did he try to send a picture of a puzzle? Yep. Is that what that was? Because it never came through on my phone. <laughs> oh, no. That's a puzzle. All I got was Brad's response. <laughs> awesome. No missing pieces. I was like, was that directed at me? Well, when I first got that message, I looked at it and I was like, does that mean Buzz is back on Monday? Like, when there's not going to be any mini piece, mi- missing pieces from the morning show? <laughs> Did I miss something? Has he already come back from Oklahoma? So Buzzley off for most of this week. I believe he'll be back on Friday. We have our Mount Rushmore to get to today. Wrestlers. Yeah, that's it. Just wrestlers. We're ready for the fight. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not gonna whittle it down to female, male, managers, Mm-mm. referees. We're gonna let you do it out. Yeah. And we're going to start whittling it down. So by, in a couple of hours, I want to have it whittled down to 15 maximum. That was a good idea because I feel like a lot of people are going to have very passionate decisions on who they think should be. Yeah. So if you want to get in on this, you can always call the show live 844-305-6210. Hit us up over on our Facebook live stream if you would like. And within four hours, we will have... Our Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. Also, coming up on the show, we have an alternative fact quiz. We're going to get some sports, NFL stuff. A new song from Shim. He's been doing his lockdown sessions. Did you watch the UFC this weekend? Uh, I watched the highlights. What happened? Because I saw everyone was talking about the women's fight. Oh, well, Conor McGregor... Retired again. Eh, well, it's like the fourth time. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Um, but the, I just kept seeing... Not like, 100%, I'm not 100% sure. Let me uh, look into it. I didn't have a chance to completely finish writing up sports today because they decided to shut down Mesa. Oh, yeah. So I had to go... Mm-hmm. I didn't have to go up over the mountain like Trans Mountain, but I did have to go up into those big houses that are, that are kind of uh, further up the mountain. And so it took me an extra 20 minutes to get here this morning. Yeah, it's shut down by my house, too. So it's going to have to go through the neighborhood and find roads. To- oh, my God, I know. Well, yeah, and they shut it down. But there was no direction of, hey, go this way. Yeah, like, it was no. figure it out. Stop. With a police car with its lights on. So I'm like, okay. And, and it kind of sneaks up. I, I mean, yeah, they whittle it down to... To one lane, which I've expected because that direction, they're generally having it down to one lane anyway. But this time it was all lanes eventually mm-hmm. closed. And it was, well, well, I guess you could figure it out on your own. So I did. It took they're me like, 20 you minutes. live here, right? You can figure it out. Yeah. Seemed odd. Um, but yeah, we'll get we'll get to a lot of that stuff. Uh, coming up, Lisa, news headlines. What do we have? Super exciting. Guess what has finally been found? Uh, Forest Fens treasure. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> no kidding. Yes, he has announced that someone found his treasure over the weekend. So it is gone. 
He is not telling us where, and I'm very offended by that because I want to know <laughs> exactly where this treasure was for all of these years. Well, I would imagine he's going to eventually say it, right? I don't know. You know, he just said over the weekend that the million-dollar chest that was hidden was finally found. Uh, he said someone found it a, couple, a few days ago, and it's been hidden since 20, uh, 2010. And he hasn't said who it is or, I mean, I would like to know, but he said uh, the person who found it, they found it through the poem in his book and it led him to the exact spot. What? The hell is that? That's your phone. Like the, yeah, that phone. Well. We'll see what happens. All right. I'm intrigued. I want to know where the hell this thing was. All right, Joanna, (laughs) entertainment news. What do we have? The Mandalorian season two will hit its release date on Disney Plus. John Favreau has confirmed. The only thing he didn't confirm was the exact date. All he said was it will hit in October. So we have 31 days pretty much that we can (laughs) narrow it down to there, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, sports, I, I mentioned we already got the NFL stuff coming up. We did, unfortunately, have a couple of deaths as well um, to talk about uh, men's gymnast and then also former NFL player passing away over the weekend. Um, and for myself this weekend, had a scavenger hunt. Nice. Right? Cruising through old West Texas. <laughs> okay. So nice. it's for Cappy's kid. Oh, I've worked on Saturday morning. Cappy calls me. Hey, can you double check to make sure that the clue's still at the station? Because they, they, what they did is they basically taped up clues in uh, areas around town, one of which happened to be here. So I already knew where one of the stops was. Okay. So the whole thing kicked off at a Dunkin' Donuts. And he told me when I was on the phone, he's like, oh, yeah, well, well we're going to start handing stuff out at 11. Uh-huh. And I'm like... Okay, cool. Brandon steals the clue. <laughs> so it like, oh, 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 no, hold on. So at like 10, 1055, Cappy calls me and he was like, hey, man, just so you know, everybody's already heading out. So I'm just going to text you the clue. And I was like, but you said you were going to be doing it at 11. Uh-huh. Oh, well, I guess they started early. So we get the first clue. Uh, we find the first place. Uh, pretty lickety split. Not that, not that big of a deal. Uh, the first clue led us to Lost Dog Trail. Oh, cool. So then the next clue, I'm going to read this one. The next clue that, that Cappy sends says, batter up a view of the clouds at the field that Babe Ruth made famous will set you on your way to finding the next clue. Uh, what? Okay. So we're Googling up Babe Ruth, uh-huh. baseball, El Paso, all of these things, thinking like this, you have some sort of an, a strange link to El Paso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing that pops in my brain is baseball. So I'm like, well, you probably put something at Southwest University Ballpark, right? right. So I drive to Southwest University Ballpark. <laughs> it's nowhere near where this clue is apparently supposed to be leading you to. So it eventually gets to the point where I tell my wife, we're driving there. I'm like, look, if there's nothing there, we're just going to skip ahead. I know where the one from the station leads. We're going there. And so we did. We still, you know, everybody was already by the uh, the time the scavenger hunt was done. We were like one of the last ones to come in anyway. Okay. So clearly it wasn't that far out. So then I go up to Cappy. I'm like, dude, Babe Ruth? So somebody, they all, everyone else had already figured everybody out that else Babe Ruth knew. one? So, then, so little did we know, 
from my understanding, we were, I think, just about the only family that was invited that is not involved with Cappy's kids' baseball team. Okay. Right? Oh, you're not from El Paso. That's the blah, blah, blah field that we play at every week, and it's field number three. And I'm like, what? What? I'm like, it didn't click in your brain that you should give me a heads up on this? Like I, I'm like, I drove to Southwest University Ballpark. And then like some of the parents were laughing. I'm like, oh, you shut your mouth, sir. Yeah. Oh, hilarious, hey, Tom. Yeah, yeah you want to laugh about <laughs> this? I will slash your tires before I leave here. <laughs> Don't challenge me on that. So yeah, so that was, I mean, that just, it blew my mind. I'm like, dude, you didn't, it didn't click in your brain that you might want to give me a heads up. No, it's it would, it would be for me. <laughs> I can like, picture Cap Lewis yeah. just going, oh, that's right. Yeah. He, oh, he, oh, I forgot. It's like, yeah, thanks, buddy. <laughs> so that would be like me holding a scavenger hunt that had to do with my daughter's ballet classes and you two are involved, uh-huh. but I'm not going to tell you anything about it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like the place we go every week for ballet. I'm like, it's uh, like the dance yeah, studio. So you just, yeah, so you just all... look up dance studios oh, and you're like, they could be everywhere. And even in the back of my brain, I'm like, it can't be that far because my wife's looking stuff stuff up and she's like, it could be Cohen Stadium. So, I mean, we could have ended up out there. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you didn't stop and think that this was going to be important enough to tell me and give me like a heads up on that I'm not going to have a clue what you're talking about. But anyway. <laughs> you figured your, it out, damn it. Here's your gift. <laughs> yeah. Go away. Enjoy. All right. So there it is. That was my weekend. Anybody else have any uh, anything over the weekend? Uh, no. Joanna, you didn't watch any wrestling? I did. I no, forgot nothing? about that. Nothing? No, nothing. So I'm just going to like trust you guys that you know what you're talking about. Let's just send her a bunch of promos. Be like, okay, watch this one. Now watch this one. Um, now a promo. Just realize if anybody <laughs> mentions Chris Benoit, it's a bad joke. <gasps> okay. Yeah. Or they could be serious. If they are, then we need to find them help at this point. <laughs> but yeah, so we will have the Mount Rushmore coming up. And we're just doing overall wrestlers. It's, it could be Hogan, Ric Flair, uh, The Rock. Uh, we got some John Cena mentions last week. But we do want to start whittling it down. So after a couple of hours, I want no more than 15. Like that, we just we have to limit this discussion as much as possible. Or it's just going to become what happened on Friday, which is, hey, let's just start naming wrestlers. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> Which, you know, to a point needs to end. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Do you like the nice scab that I have on my forehead? No, I didn't see it. We'll yeah, what happened. Scab? Yeah. Let me see. You can see it on Did the camera. Get it Look from right there. The scavenger hunt? No, I didn't get it from the scavenger <laughs> hunt. I got it from a damn dog. Oh, no. We were roughhousing with the dog over the weekend, and I was sitting on the ground. And I turned my back, which then to my dog meant, I'm going to jump on him. Uh-huh. So she leapt on my back. But as I was leaning over, it bounced my head off the ground. And there was a dog toy that had been chewed on. So it was like, <laughs> had like these pointy edges. And it just goes wham right into my forehead. Oh, no. She's still a good dog. What though. is happening over there with you, Brendan? Crazy okay? stuff, man. It's been a weird weekend. Just trying to you know oh, map everything out and get everything... Uh, Get everything prepared for today as Buzzley is off this week. He'll be back on Friday, however, though. So sorry, I'm making coffee. <laughs> That's the coffee maker, I see. <laughs> I'm perfectly okay with it. Uh, we're going to get to sports coming up here at uh, back around top of the hour, uh, about 40 minutes or so. But um, I want to talk about the NFL 
kind of outside of sports, you know, because Drew Brees, remember he made news last week because people took his comments as, I don't know if you'd say anti-Black Lives Matter, but he basically said, I'm not okay with anybody disrespecting the flag, mm-hmm. which the context of it comes off poor, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it could have been executed a lot better. So he has since, you know, apologized. And does anybody legitimately think, like, Drew Brees is a closet racist or anything? Like, I don't think that that's ever in question here. I think he just worded it wrong. Exactly. Yeah, and it was, like, the wrong time to say something like that. Yeah. So... You can apparently bet on whether or not Drew Brees is going to kneel for the national anthem. So he's apologized twice. And apparently President Trump went after him. He said Brees shouldn't have apologized. He said, quote, or I'm sorry, he should have, quote, taken back his original stance on honoring our magnificent American flag, unquote. You know the one that Trump hugged? Yeah. Which I don't think you're technically supposed to do. But hey. Nothing matters anymore. We all choose, we all choose to ignore the things that we want to ignore. Uh, Breeze resp- uh, responded to Trump saying, quote, I realize this is not an issue about the American flag. It never has been. We can no longer use the flag to turn people away or distract them from the real issues that face our black communities. We must stop talking about the flag and shift our attention to the real issues of systemic racial injustice, economic oppression, police brutality, and judicial and prison reform, unquote. And he's right on all of that. But now, of course, that brings up the big question, will Drew Brees put his money where his mouth is? When the NFL season begins, provided obviously we have one, will Drew kneel for the national anthem? You can apparently place bets now. One bookie has released odds on Drew kneeling during week one, and it's a huge long shot at this point. But of course, since it's a long shot, it means that there's going to be a massive payout if you were to win and say, yes, I do believe, or, or at least bet on, hey, Drew Brees is going to kneel during the national anthem. Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, he is also... Spoken out, the NFL apologized for the way that it has dealt with black players' concerns about racism and vowed to do better. One of the things that's also come out is apparently kind of the the rumor mill is spinning at this point, saying that it would be more likely now than ever that a team signs Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. Which I I think would be very interesting. I'm all for it. If a team feels that he is the right fit for their team, they should sign Colin Kaepernick, which of course I guarantee there's people that are hearing me say that that are going to say, well, it's not what you said before. Well, it is. Whereas they thought he would lose them money, what, like three, four years ago? Because now, he- yeah, now there's going to be a more positive spin. Mm-hmm. But, it's, but, but again, it also has to do with how good is he? And I think a lot of people took what at least what I was saying, or the kind of different stance was, um, they they felt like I was saying like I was anti Kaepernick, or I didn't think he was good enough to be in the NFL, or uh, any of those scenarios. The good enough to be in the NFL was the big 
thing, like the big question mark that I did have because the stuff that came out very early on was that teams were concerned about his accuracy and that they didn't think that he would be a good fit. The style of play that Colin Kaepernick has is very limited in the sense of if you have one specific type of quarterback, you you can't just pop Kaepernick in there as a backup and everything is going to be perfectly okay. I don't believe that there was a massive NFL conspiracy where they were sending emails saying, don't sign this guy. I could be wrong. But I do believe NFL teams looked at it and they said, what's his skill set? How good is he? And then what can we expect to win or lose monetarily and on the field based on Colin Kaepernick? I believe teams did that assessment. I believe the teams decided that it was not in their best interests to hire him or to sign him. That has drastically changed over the past week and a half, I'd say. Yeah. So I say if a team wants to sign Colin Kaepernick, do it. Sign him. See what he's got. People in the Facebook chat, Raul, saying there are a lot of quarterbacks and backup quarterbacks that Kaepernick would be much better than. But see, that's a loaded statement because you, you, you can't say that for sure. And you're also not basing all the factors on that. Yes, you can look at his record and you can look at some of the other aspects of it. But you have to look at what type of offensive system do you have in place. If you don't have a specific offensive system in place, Kaepernick is going to fail because he's not an accurate quarterback. You need to have an open system, sort of a run-pass option that he can play off of. And if you don't have that, you're not going to sign him. So then you got to whittle it down to, let's say there's five teams out there that are able to do that. Those five teams all have solid quarterbacks, and maybe they have, let's say, three of those teams have a backup that have been there. And again, I'm just kind of throwing these numbers out there. I don't, like, don't quote me on these. I'm not sure. But let's say three of those teams at that point have backups that have been in the system for a year or two they're not going to immediately get rid of those backups to bring in Kaepernick. So now you're down to, let's say, two teams. But then those two teams look at the pros and cons of signing Kaepernick. What are you bringing in? And then what are you getting in return? That's on the field and monetarily. And if they don't see it as a positive, they're not going to sign him. Does that make sense? Kind of, yeah. But at this point, I think that that has shifted because I think for... Most people now, Kaepernick has seen in even more of a positive light. Like he was always standing up for something good. Well, kneeling technically, right? He, <laughs> yeah. was, he was always kneeling for something good. He was always kneeling for something that was necessary. He he, There's a couple of missteps on the way. The, the socks that were depicting uh, police officers as pigs, the Fidel Castro shirt, his comments about Fidel Castro. But everybody makes mistakes. Everybody's going to have a bump in the road. So you have to account right. for that. But I think that right now, especially um, with a guy like Drew Brees, who did kind of, I say the wrong thing, right? Yeah. I mean, he, he, he said the wrong thing. But I, I don't think, and we mentioned this last segment, I don't think deep down anybody out there believes that Drew Brees is like, a, is like a, some closet racist. No, I don't who, think so. Oh, that's the real Drew Brees, you know? It's like, no, yeah. he spoke his feelings but he he wasn't looking at the full spectrum of it, which happens. And he didn't, I, I don't think, articulate it correctly. Yeah. And again, it was just the wrong time for that. The hell's that? I'm so sorry. I'm going <laughs> to close my door. 
There's, there's Trish yelling. Good Lord. <laughs> they, they have seven minutes <laughs> until Jesus. they go on air. <laughs> Walk down the hallway and tell them. Anyway, so yeah, so the NFL, Roger Goodell, um, he's saying that they're going to look to change some stuff. It looks like Drew Brees and President Trump are going at it. So do you, here's the thing. Drew Brees has responded. Do you think that there's any way, shape, or form President Trump does not respond back? No. I take that as a no. no. At least he didn't even have to say no right there. No. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Speaking of having a lot of spare time, have either of you taken advantage of the spare time? Are you doing anything differently than you would normally do? Like, are you, are you reading more or are you trying to pick up a skill or is it like, you know what? I'm doing me. I'm doing more crafting. Really? What kind? I did some boxes of shame for my cats. Boxes of shame? <laughs> yes. So I got a bunch of boxes because I order things online a lot. You do? And Amazon did this weird weird thing where I ordered like two lipsticks, little tiny lipsticks. And a giant box? They mm-hmm. sent two giant boxes. <laughs> Wait, one for each? Like one they didn't even for put... each. Oh yeah. my goodness. So my cats love boxes and then I just started painting them and they say things like box of shame. <laughs> You know, I, I got, that. if you want some, I got extra boxes at my house. I've got enough. Build but a I'm, fort. I'm thinking of doing like a dinosaur one next. Nice. There you go. Hey, I gave you a book for your birthday. You did, yeah. And it was how to make castles out of boxes. Did you make a castle yet? Not yet, but now bring me those boxes, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually great because it gives you like, oh, here's how you can make a ship. Here's how you can make a uh, Egyptian pyramid. Here's how you can make... All these different boxes for cats to play in. Nice. I'm excited. Uh, if you want to go check out the website, it is buzzadamshow.com. One of the things that I have been doing here while we uh, have extra time is I'm meditating more. It's something I've always done. I've been doing it for the past 20 years, but I never quite did it as consistently as I probably should be doing. Mm-hmm. So I've been putting some blogs up. If you want to follow me on my journey, if you want to join as well, if you want to do it, by all means. I downloaded the Calm app last week. Seven-day free trial. And then I was going to switch over to Headspace and do the free trial I there. I a lot of good things about that one. Uh, I did not like Headspace at all. Oh, God. Its its options seemed far more limited than the Calm app. It did not make you calm at all. Um, there was one that I did yesterday. It was a 20-minute meditation. And it was like 18 minutes of silence. Oh, and I'm like, I can do that on my own. Like, yeah, I, I get that there are times that it's necessary to meditate in silence, but what am I paying you for, right? Yeah. So I canceled the free trial and I switched over to Calm. But you can check that out at uh, BuzzAdamShow.com. Uh, Joanna has another Mandela effect, y'all. So I what? Was uh, what is this? I was shooketh. Did any of you ever watch? Lamb Chops play along, sing along? No. Well, we know who Lamb Chop is, right? It's the little sock puppet, right? What what is it? What what is it, Lisa? Never ends. Thank you. I think I was going crazy. So that song at the end of the show, Brandon, there was this character named Charlie Horse, and at the end of the show he would sing Charlie (laughs) Horse. He would sing the song and it went or at least I thought it went. This is, this the, is the song, song that, that never ends. 
Okay. I yeah, think it's not. On and on. It always annoyed her. Because it, it was the song that never Some ended. people started singing it, not knowing what it was. And, and then they continued singing it forever just because, because this is the yeah. song that... Okay. So I started singing it to my nephews one day. They had no idea what I was talking about, of course, because okay. this show ran from like 1992 to 1995. Uncultured swine. Continue. And so they were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, you guys don't know the song that never ends. I go to YouTube, of course, to back up my claims, <laughs> look up the song that never ends, and I start playing it. And to my surprise, Charlie Horse starts singing it. This is the song that doesn't, doesn't? end. Uh, really? Song that doesn't oh my God. end. Yes, it goes on and on, my friend. Some people started singing. So both of you thought it was the song that never ends, but I thought it was never. It's legitimately the song that doesn't end. And there's no other version of this. There was no. no Secondary version that's that was the song that never ends. No, and every video that I find, it'll be labeled the song that never ends, but they start singing doesn't in the song. And so now I'm thinking, did I was I singing it wrong this whole time? <laughs> I was but a child when this ran. Well, the, but looks, I don't remember learning it as the song that doesn't end. Well, it says it. here it says that the song was originally called the song that never ends. It feels like Wikipedia doesn't even know the answer either. Yeah, because he, I, I'm on the Wikipedia. It says, the song that doesn't end, originally the song that never ends, is a self-referential and infinitely uh, iterative um, children's song. Um, and then no, it says here there, no, it says here there was an original version that was the song that never ends. Where is that version of Charlie Horse singing it? Because I, I know. know for a fact I heard it like that. I know I'm not going crazy. Well, you probably, you, I mean, it's definitely possible that you did because the Wikipedia page shows here, original version, this is the song that never ends. Yes, it goes on and on, my friends. But then there's a classical variation that changed it to, this is the song that doesn't end. Oh. I wonder when they did, it doesn't say exactly when they changed right it, though. Mandela effect. I've been Mandela affected. Same Z. Well, but it's not a Mandela effect if it, if that song existed. It better have because <laughs> I, Wikipedia doesn't right. seem to get on the same page. We'll Reddit say, doesn't. I, I was going to say, we'll get the... Uh, Nothing on YouTube. If anybody finds the like a link to the actual version that says this is a song that never ends, please share it in the Facebook chat. Yes, please. So that uh, you can prove that Joanne is not a crazy person. Thank you. And that she's able to uh, not be affected by Mandela. <laughs> Uh, another big story. I want, this, this would be an interesting, like, is this a Mandela effect where kids today are like, Elmer Fudd doesn't have a gun. Well, no, he did. right. Not anymore. So, I guess there's new Looney Tunes over on HBO Max. Did you watch any of them, Joanna? You have HBO Max, right? I haven't watched the Looney Tunes, but I've been on HBO. They have so many great classic movies, you guys. Really? Yes. What'd you watch over the weekend? I watched Carnival of Souls, then Bringing Up Baby... And then while I did laundry, I watched Casablanca. It's <laughs> great. Isn't okay. Casablanca crazy long? It kind of is, yeah. Well, over on HBO, Elmer Fudd is going to have a much harder time catching Bugs Bunny as he no longer has a gun. And no one does. The change was made as a response to gun violence in the United States. One of the producers says cartoony violence like TNT and Acme stuff is still allowed. 
Elmer actually got his gun taken away a while back, but nobody noticed. In a Looney Tunes short called Dynamite Dance that hit YouTube last year, he goes after bugs with a scythe. You know, the Grim Reaper? Oh, okay. All right. Bugs proceeds to blow Elmer up <laughs> repeatedly. Oh, that's still <laughs> with what appears oh, okay. to be a metric ton of dynamite. That's what they said. <laughs> Say, that's the right smart pixie you got this. Huh? <laughs> so when he says draw a gun, Bugs pulls out a pen and paper and he draws a, a gun and then he holds up the drawing for him. Okay. Um. David in the Facebook chat says, have you guys noticed Star Wars also affected with the Mandela effect? Um, I'd be curious to know what you're talking about in regards to Star Wars uh, being affected by the Mandela effect because um, oh, he's saying to Luke, I am your father as opposed to no, I'm your father. That's one that's popped up every now and then. Because everybody thinks of the line as, Luke, I am your father. Mm-hmm. When in reality, what he says is, no, I'm your father. Mm. If you want to tell us about how Han shot first, that's not the Mandela effect. That was the George Lucas effect. That's going back and ruining a movie that was already perfectly fine. So if anybody has this clip from, what was the name of the show? Lamb Chop's, Lamb Chop's play, along? play Along. Yeah, so if anybody has a clip from Lamb Chop's Play Along, by all means, let us know. The None one where it actually says the song that never ends, because yes. the clip that Joanna found shows, All the clips, Brendan, and then on YouTube, they'll be labeled the song that never ends, but they but the sing lyric is doesn't. doesn't. Yeah. Other posts we have up at buzzadamshow.com. Joanna's got her June highlights for Hulu and Amazon Video. Anything stick out to you that you... Uh, Oh, casino. What is Hulu? Oh, I am I don't legend. Even know what's oh, on post. true romance. True romance is on there. That is such That's a fun. good movie. Why can't I find my own post? Um, <laughs> a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Oh, yeah, that's on Hulu. So that's, oh, it's available now. It's available now. You know what? I got to make a note of that. I found the Netflix ones. Why can't I find the other ones? Oh, I found it. I found it. Crawl is apparently going to be available. <laughs> such good things about that. That's Sam Raimi, isn't it? Yeah, it is, but it looks cheesy, but it looks really good, like too. Like cheesy good? Cheesy good. This month also will be uh, Hulu's going to premiere Taste the Nation with Padma Lashmi. And that's the one. <laughs> Notice how I like. And that's the one, Lisa, where the restaurant from here in El Paso is featured on it. Yes, we are waiting still to hear back, but I think we will have her on uh, in the next couple weeks. So we'll have Padma on the show. That'll be great. Talking Over about on it. Amazon. Knives, Knives out. out. Have you guys seen that movie? No, no. it I is see so it. good. I really want to see it. It also really makes you fall back in love with Chris Evans after him leaving Avengers. Huh. He he's too pretty to look at, really. Who was who did Knives Out? It's not Guy Ritchie. Uh, is no, it? Ryan Johnson. Oh, that's right. Okay, the other guy who did the Star Wars yeah. movie. The the uh, the non JJ Abrams. Yes, but Knives Out, I highly recommend. I see where the wild things are is going to be available. I, I tried to watch it. that. I couldn't get through it. No. No, I got like the first five or ten minutes. The kid's just a brat. Mm. And I'm and I, I remember watching this. Shortly after it became available on, on on DVD or whatever it was, 
And it was just like, yeah, I, I don't really feel like sitting through this whole thing, so I turned it off. <laughs> but, um, but some real good stuff coming this month, and some that is already available. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, so I got three different options here, all right? Okay. So I've got coronavirus insanity. I have uh, good news from the coronavirus outbreak, and I have Shim's new song. Which one do you want to do first? Ended with Shim's song. All right, so we'll okay. end with Shim's song. So we've got the coronavirus insanity, and we have good news out of the coronavirus. Which one do you want to pop in first? There. Let's do insanity. Insanity first. All right, good, because that's the one I had right on top. You read my mind. All right, so these are some not so serious stories. Okay. That we have seen about the coronavirus outbreak. Thirty-five percent of Americans have done something risky with bleach during the pandemic. Now, what do you think risky would uh, drink it be no. there or, or be in there? Drink it would be very risky. Corn nuts. Um. Corn nuts. What? No, only one who's seen Heather's here. Okay. There's a scene where she drinks the bleach, and then at the end, when she's dying, she goes. Corn nuts, and oh. then she smashes through the glass table. <laughs> um, so you've got nineteen percent of people have bleached their fruits and vegetables. Ooh, eighteen percent have used it on their bare skin. <gasps> Joanna, I didn't use it. I just washed the dishes with it. With bleach? Not with just bleach. I mean, some <laughs> oh, dish oh there was, yeah, there was water in there as well. There I had to water. dilute it. Yeah. Uh, and then 5% either drank it or gargled <gasps> it. Oh, no. Again, Corn nuts. do not do that yeah. with bleach, folks. We cannot reiterate that enough. The pandemic has made ankle weights cool again. Sweet. <laughs> Okay. People are using them on their walks and at-home workouts. We got a uh, set of ankle weights at the house. I have a set too. Yeah. I mean, they do. They come in really handy, if, especially now if you're not able to go to the gym. Yeah. Uh, you also have here the outbreak has brought back roller skating as a trendy jo- outdoor and- activity. Yeah. You can check out yeah. my post over at buzzatoshow.com on how roller skating is suddenly re-emerging. Are you roller skating? I, Brandon, for the life of me, cannot find roller skates anywhere. She they are wants so to. they're sold out everywhere because they're coming back. Thanks to TikTok. There were times when I would I would really? go back there and yes. find Joanna looking up roller skates online. I'm like, what are you doing? She's, she's just like, getting frustrated. Yeah, too? she's like, first of all, I was a great roller skater. I was an amazing roller skater. I did it once in the third grade, and I roller skated into a bush, and I never <laughs> went back again. And so I'm all, oh great, it's coming back. I need some roller skates because this will be great. Sold out everywhere online just, stores. I just had this vision in Straight my into head. A bush. Of Lisa barreling into a bush. Yeah. She flips over, and all you see are her feet with the rollerblades. And the, yeah, and the, but the wheels are still spinning because she hit that hard. But then on top of that, then here comes Joanna, like Hal and Malcolm in the middle, when yeah. he comes flying through and, and like doing a twirl and Graceful. glides. Yeah, glides mm-hmm. right past Joanna right there. Yeah. Yo, right past yeah. Lisa I, who's stuck in the bush. I, I was terrible. No, I was terrible. Because I, I tried them on. I thought, oh, you know, it can't be that hard. Nobody taught me how to break. 
So I didn't <laughs> know that was a thing. So I just I flew straight into a bush and I never ever tried to. I literally took them off and walked back to my friend's house. Well, that's what the uh, the bush was for. That's your break. Yeah, we used to have this place here called Roller Keen, and it was just awesome. I miss you, roller skates. They're sold out. My wife, I feel like Joanna's birthday party, she's going to be like, guess what we're doing? Roller, roller skating. skating. Yeah. <laughs> My wife was telling me a story about, this wasn't roller skates, but it was a bicycle where her mom <laughs> was riding the bike down the street and she fell into the bush. Oh, no. And I guess all they saw was her legs sticking out. Yeah. And this, this was before I was with my wife. So my kid was young. She was maybe like two, three, or four. Oh, no. And she comes running back. And the first words out of her mouth was, I didn't do it. <laughs> and then everybody looks down the street and then you got solid. yeah you got mother uh, in the bush that's yeah, a solid defense mother right in love feet sticking out of the bush there uh, next one here plastic surgeons say they've been flooded with requests for Botox hmm. now that they're opening up again yeah I can see that alright and then the last one on this list of the insanity a nightclub in the Netherlands is now having everyone sit in socially distanced chairs to dance oh down so you know what that means the club is back open yeah. Yeah. So now everybody just dance at your seat, all right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what Come I on, usually Joanna, you're not do. Dancing. Yeah, and I'm usually just like, uh. <laughs> put the camera on her, please. I can just imagine. I've seen her before. I've seen her dance in her seat before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at that age where I'm too tired to get up and dance, so I'll dance in my chair. That was. <laughs> this is after a tattoo convention. I remember I told my friends, I'm like, hey, it's Joanna's birthday, so we have to go to the gay bars. Because we have to go see Joanna. And they kept buying her dancer. That was great. There you go. All the guys that. just kept sending the dancers to Joanna. If you're missing out on the uh, the dance in action, <laughs> head on over to our Facebook live stream. You can see then Joanna getting have, busy like, with it. I usually have a drink in my hand and I'm all, mm. All right. We have some good news uh, that are coming out of the coronavirus outbreak. An uplifting poem about 2020 has been trending on Instagram. Oh. Let me read you the poem. Let me hear it. What if 2020 isn't canceled? What if 2020 is the year we've been waiting for? A year so uncomfortable, so painful, so scary, so raw that it finally forces us to grow. Oh. A year that screams so loud, finally awaking us from our ignorant slumber. A year we finally accept the need for change. Declare change, work for change, become the change. A year we finally band together instead of pushing each other further apart. 2020 isn't canceled but rather the most important year of them all. Yeah. Chills. I could see that. Uh, some other uh, solid headlines here from the coronavirus. Someone in Naples, Florida, has been helping a restaurant stay afloat by paying them one, paying them for 100 sandwiches a day to give to healthcare workers. Since the lockdown, this person has spent about $40,000. Wow. New York just announced schools will be able to hold outdoor graduation ceremonies starting June 26th. Last uh, last Wednesday was the first day since March 12th with no COVID-19 deaths in New York City. Also, California will let bars and gyms reopen this Friday and Fiji has declared itself coronavirus free. Wow. I thought you were talking about the water. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Coronavirus like, free. <laughs> Uh, a guy in India is organizing an all-pet private jet. <gasps> I love it. To help reunite dogs and cats with people who've been separated from them because of the lockdown. Mm. Oh. 
And finally, to cheer her kids up, a mom in New York has been redesigning the covers of famous children's books to make them coronavirus-themed. They're a big hit on Instagram. She's reworked green eggs and ham. So it's green eggs and wash your hands. Oh, that's cool. Well played. Well played. All right, so we have a new song here from Shim. He's the former lead singer of Sick Puppies. He does the podcast with me called Rockstar 101. You can find that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. And something that he's been doing is the lockdown sessions. He does them at 5 p.m. Pacific time on Friday. So that would be 6 p.m. Mountain time, 7 p.m. Central time. And you basically get to write a song with Shim. He goes through the guitars and the drums and everything else. And he's gotten to the point now where he's able to patch in the people that he is working with. Like I saw one episode with Pow, his guitar player, and he, and he was on uh, with him. So you get to watch him create this song and you get to help him write the lyrics. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Monday morning, Mount Rushmore is wrestlers. And if you want to get involved in the conversation, you can call up the show. 844-305-6210. Give us your feedback there. Or you can head on over to the Buzz Adams Morning Show Facebook page. Go to the live stream. Chime in over in the chat. And make a case for who you're talking about. Give me a reason why. I almost think our George Washington's probably going to be one of two people. Okay, let me hear it. Hulk Hogan. Okay, I can see that. Or Ric Flair. I can see that. Woo! There you go. See, Joanna knows what's up. Yeah. See, but that's why I think Joanna's so important in this Mount Rushmore. Because of the fact that she's not a wrestling fan. True. And I think that that's one of the things that we kind of touched on a little bit on Friday. Is that when mm-hmm. we're talking about this Mount Rushmore specifically. How much do we weigh what they did outside of the ring? For me, mm-hmm. that's very important. And to Buzz, he would have said no. Well, he said no to this entire idea. Well, yeah, (laughs) that's why we're doing it now. We have the the advantage of doing the things that he doesn't want to do while he's gone. Right. But I I do think that was the thing. He would always get mad at the Star Wars or whatever Mount Rushmore we were doing (laughs) when we would have an opinion. He'd say, well, you don't even. I'm like, but that's what's important. We don't care. Yeah. (laughs) And if we know about these people or characters, that means that it is such a important person that even people like us we know, and that's why I think Joanna is essential right now. So you know who both of those guys are, right? Yes. Name what? Re- name five wrestlers. There you go. Just oh. in general. Oh dear. <laughs> See, I, so I the think two you could that do we've it. mentioned. Okay. And Say their are. names again. <laughs> yeah. Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. <gasps> Who's the other one? Hulk Hogan. There you go. Okay. Mm. John Cena. Okay. Yeah, there's that the third works. one, yeah. The Rock. Hey, yeah. We got four. I need one more. Um, there's a really big I one see? from El Paso. Eddie Guerrero. There you Eddie go. Eddie Guerrero. There you go. Yeah. Ha! I did it. <laughs> That's my. I almost Rushmore. feel like, <laughs> like I don't think Eddie Guerrero belongs on the Mount Rushmore, but I think we need some sort of. I don't want to say caveat, but. He needs to be mentioned somewhere here. Being from El Paso. You know what I mean? Yeah, he does. I don't know. You could make a great argument to put him on there. Because but, he was a very influential wrestler. Well, that's, that's, that's the thing. He was very influential. But is he top four? Yeah. I mean, see, of that's all where, time. And that's, that's where the 
I think I think if he would have not passed away at such a young age, he would have. I think that's one of the things is that. But you can also make that argument with, you know, Owen Hart. You can mm-hmm. make that argument with a lot of uh, different wrestlers. But I think that, yeah, if he had been around longer, I think absolutely he would have been in the top four. We're getting a couple of mentions for Sting in the Facebook chat. Sting kind of gets forgotten about as well. And do you remember the the story about why they had to change Hulk Hogan to Hollywood Hogan or why they did it? Uh, wasn't it Marvel? Yeah. Yeah. They used to have to pay royalties. Mm-hmm. And... To get around that, when he went to WCW, remember he, you know, he painted on this black beard mm-hmm. that basically went around his giant yellow or blonde mustache that he had anyway, and they changed it to Hollywood Hogan. Yeah, I remember that. So that he could get around the whole Hulk debacle. Well, I see Angel in here put Bret Hart, Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, and Undertaker. Kenny Omega, I think, will be one of the most influential. But I don't think he is in the top four just yet. But no, Bret Hart Kenny is Omega. A, Kenny Omega from AEW. Oh. Yeah, he is. He's a great, great technical wrestler. But I don't think he is top four as of right now. I think in you can see him getting there. Yeah, the next five years, absolutely. But Bret Hart, great, great argument right there. Chris Jericho, I would fight for Jericho on there because of the fact of how he's still wrestling to this day. One of the top wrestlers in the game right now um, and he's been around for so many years I, I think Jer- no, Chris Jericho the guy from Fozzie there you go <laughs> Woo, that's another one I know there you go yeah uh, Jericho I think is a, his promos are amazing the stuff he is doing with AEW and doing with Matt Hardy is great so I think you could make a good argument for Jericho being up there I would say the youngest and he's not that young but the youngest wrestler you could put on there would be Jericho Kenny Omega, I think, is amazing. I think that he is going to be uh, one of those names that we remember down for decades. Uh, but I don't think he would be in the Mount Rushmore, the top. Uh, Bret Hart, great argument. I would totally, uh, I, I would go to bat for Bret Hart. You were also missing one major selling point for Chris Jericho He's that you wanted to touch on with the fact that, well, him being in Fozzie, that's outside of the ring. He has a successful rock band mm-hmm. that is outside of the ring. And it's a good band, too. I mean, and John Cena is a successful rapper. I can't even say it seriously. <laughs> it's like a successful rapper outside of wrestling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't uh, even get that out. Also getting some mentions for Triple H. Yeah. I mean, he is probably the future of the WWE if Vince McMahon can take his cold hands off of it long enough. Uh, I think that Triple H could do some amazing things. What he's done with NXT has been great. Uh, but and don't forget, Triple H was in Blade Trinity. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> he gets into a fight with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, my God. I think there's a lot of really good. I got Stone Cold Steve Austin. I've seen Andre the Giant. Uh, Cena raps. <laughs> yeah. Big show. Yeah, he does. Uh... Oh, Mick Foley. That's the first mention we've had for Mick Foley. Oh, and by the way, we have been on the air now for almost an hour and 50 minutes, and we finally had our first Von Erichs drop. There you go. If Buzz were here, that would have been the first one. I was saying on um, over the weekend, you could do a Mount Rushmore of just Mick Foley. Yeah. Cactus Jack, Mankind, Dude Love, and Mick Foley. 
If you really wanted to, you could put Sako up there as well. A lot of Macho Man references. Yeah, Ma Macho Man was great. That's another that I think just gone too soon. But again, we're going to have to start whittling this thing down. So we're talking top four. And one of the biggest things... Anthony says in the Facebook chat, he says, Macho Man got to wrestle uh, with Spider-Man and also mm -hmm. fight Chuck Norris on an episode of Walker, Texas Ranger. It's a pretty big deal right there. But we have to start whittling it down because what this conversation ultimately turns into is let's just relive all the cool old wrestlers that we can name. Jimmy Superfly Snooka. Oh, no, no, no. Stuff like that. No. Gold dust. Hardcore no in that one. I'm going to veto that right now. On the Superfly? Yeah. Well, I'm not saying I'm putting him up for the Mount Rushmore. Well, I'm just naming wrestlers. He could, oh, I was like, because he potentially murdered his girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, that Oh, my be. God. Yeah, by the way, did you look up Chris Benoit, Joanna? Dark no. side of the oh. ring. Yeah. the dark side of the ring. He's spelled Benoit. Again, somebody who hasn't been brought up. B-E-N-O-I-T, Benoit. Somebody who hasn't been brought up, who I would say would actually be more of a George Washington on this Mount Rushmore than either Hogan or Ric Flair. Go on. Vince McMahon. He's the reason wrestling is what it is. He wasn't scared to step into the ring. He also wasn't scared to unite all these different divisions together. Yeah, he, I mean, truly, wrestling is what it is now because of Vince McMahon. But we also hate him. So <laughs> there's that. As but well. yeah, but, but you, but you got to look at it for what it is in the sense that would Hogan exist? Would. Rick he would Flair, be the I, rock and he, would any of them be what they are if Vince McMahon hadn't done what he did if we were to put him on the Mount Rushmore he would have to be the George Washington in my opinion if he goes on the mountain he goes as George Washington and the reason why is because you're right he united so many different divisions he put them all together under one name where as before they were all these different wrestling uh, groups and he brought them all under one name and then made it into a phenomenon. Uh, so I would say if you want to put Vince McMahon on there, I would say he's George Washington. But if you would like to leave him off because technically, quote unquote, he's not a wrestler. I mean, he wrestles, but he's not a professional. Um, he, uh, yeah, he'd have to be the Washington. And he was the ultimate bad guy. He still is. <laughs> In and out of the ring. <laughs> Armando says he united them as an entrepreneur, not a wrestler. Well, true. I mean, he 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 did step into the ring, mm -hmm. but that wasn't his main task. Right. So maybe that is why we don't put him in there because we we called this the Mount Rushmore of wrestlers, not the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Uh huh. So that might be a reason why Vince Ooh, McMahon does get left off. Excellent point, right there. Oh, my God. What? I'm reading about this Benoit guy. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty dark, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Watch the dark side of the ring on him. You will cry your eyes out. All right, Joanne, I got a challenge for your cousin. Next time you see him, you want to bring it up. Which cousin? Because he says, I love you guys, but that was hilarious. Vince McMahon was not afraid to step in the ring. Yep, that's brave of him to not be afraid of choreographed acting. So what we're going to do is we're going to go back, and that's I'll even throw... so real to me. I was going to say, I'll specifically <laughs> throw Shane McMahon into this as well. And oh, the next time man. you guys have a family outing, we're going to take the top three things that they ever did inside <laughs> the ring or, you know, outside in a fight and have your cousin reenact it and see how brave he is. So jump off the <laughs> because I'd be willing to bet $1,000 he's not willing to do half of the stuff that they did. I mean, I get that 
the the outcome was predetermined. But you have to call these people athletes because what they're doing is an athletic skill. Yeah. I get that what they're doing isn't a direct competition. Who is better at this? But you have to take into account the the, the amount of days that they work, the amount, the, just the toll that it takes on their bodies. Yeah, is insane. And I mean, look at Shane McMahon when I went to WrestleMania, jumping off the top. Yeah, and everyone just cheering afterwards. You still got it because yeah, it, that is intense. Now, the most interesting thing is if you've never been to a live WWE event, I highly recommend it for anybody. So much fun. I specifically recommend it for people who are not into wrestling because it will be the best experience of your life. And if you like yelling at children, also, I recommend going to wrestling. Yeah, there are legitimate people and adults included. As the match is happening, they're yelling at the ref like it is real. Mm -hmm. And it is some of the funniest stuff you could ever possibly imagine in your life. So if you've never been to a WWE event or even a local wrestling match, definitely go check it out. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Forrest Fenn had a treasure back in 2010 with a poem. Multiple people have died. Six. Somebody finally found it. Lisa, what else do we have in this story about Forrest Fenn? Yeah, so this is a million-dollar treasure. It was hidden in the mountains, and it has finally been found. Author Forrest Fenn made the announcement on his website. The 89-year-old antiquities collector said the treasure had not been moved in the 10 years since he hid it. But the poem he said wrote uh, that he wrote led the treasure hunter to the precise spot. Clues were placed in a 24-line poem published in his autobiography, The Thrill of the Chase. He has declined to say... Who found the bounty and where it was located? To which I say, I hate you. We've all wanted to know all these years. Imagine if you were one of these treasure hunters who spent years searching for this treasure. And now it's finally been found. And he's saying, "Eh, I don't want to tell you. And part of the reason they're saying that, one, uh, he's not saying anything is because a lot of people have have made a lot of arguments about this because he hid it on public land. So anybody who found it technically would have had to pay taxes on it. So I think that's part of the reason that he's not announcing who found the treasure. Um, But also, yeah, he's saying he's not going to tell anybody where it was located, which I would be so mad if I were one of these treasure hunters. Because there's people who flew from England to the U.S. to go look for this treasure and where they thought it was hidden. There's people who'd spend every weekend looking for this treasure, hiking through the mountains. And people, this was their, you know, once they retired, this is what they did. They would go out and, you know, once a month or every weekend or whatever they could to go and search for the treasure. So if I were one of those people where I dedicated years of my life to Give me the answer! I would be mad. Yeah. So he is saying, though, it has been found. The treasure is gone. And in case you don't remember, there were six people who have died looking for this treasure, and that includes... Michael Sexton, he was 53 years old. Um, they were looking uh, at this past March um, for the riches in the Dinosaur National Monument. And uh, he uh, looks like he had died four days earlier and uh, survived the ordeal his uh, partner did. Was airlifted to safety, but unfortunately he did not. Randy Bilyeu, uh he fell about 500 feet Oof. from a slope. Pastor Paris Wallace. A pastor? Mm-hmm. He, uh, they found his car parked in the Taos Junction Bridge. and His body was found about five to seven miles downstream. Eric Ashby was found in a river in Colorado's Arkansas River. 
And then, uh, yeah, so there's lots of different stories of people who passed away looking for this. And they haven't officially said whether or not they would, but he's saying as of now, he's not saying who got it or where it was. No. But, so, they, but down the road, they could. Right. Whoever found the treasure could potentially say, yeah, I found it. I mean, because it's... If you, if you found it, wouldn't you want to admit it and say... Not if you don't want to pay taxes. Well... And all of a sudden, your family members start popping up. Hey, haven't talked to you in 20 years. How you doing? Looking to uh, invest in a sports bar. Want to come help me out? <laughs> we make the best chicken wings. <laughs> Newsflash. No, you don't. And it's going to fail. Where can I find this poem of Forrest Finn? Oh, uh, we have oh. it up on the website, poem. too. Yeah, it's, uh, it's 24 lines. As I, as I have gone alone in there and with my treasures hold, I can keep my secrets where and hint of riches new and old. Begin it where warm waters halt and take it in the canyon down. Not far, but too far to walk. Put in below the home of brown. From there, it's no place for the meek. The end is ever drawing nigh. There'll be no paddle up your creek, just heavy loads and water high. If you've been wise and found the blaze, look quickly down your quest to cease. But tarry scant with marvel gaze. Just take the chest and go in peace. So why is it that I must go and leave my trove for all to seek? The answers I already know. I've done it tired and now I'm weak. So hear me all and listen good. Your effort will be worth the cold. If you are brave and in the wood, I'll give you title to the gold. What? <laughs> so this is a good uh, jump on, jumping off point to what happened over my weekend. Because we had our own treasure hunt. Nice. So, Kaplowitz. Darn it, Cappy. Kaplowitz had a scavenger hunt for his kid's birthday. It was a really good idea, and and it was really cool. But there's one problem. One of his clues, if you weren't in as in like the know as far as his son's baseball team is concerned, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have the slightest clue where to go. Oh. Here's that clue. Batter up. A view of the clouds at the field that Babe Ruth made famous will set you on your way to finding the next clue. Could not possibly think what it is. So as we're, we're, we're driving, we're leaving where we got this clue from. I'm thinking Southwest University Ballpark. My wife's like, well, what about Cohen Stadium? I would think Cohen just because it says that he made famous. I don't know. Maybe Babe Ruth paid, played there once. I no. I don't know. I, uh, so anyway... We're cruising around. I end up driving to Southwest University Ballpark. It's not there. But Saturday morning, before all of this goes down, Cappy calls me to ask if the clue at the station is still there. So our, our location, our building, mm-hmm. is one of said locations, right? Okay. So it might still be up there unless they went through and they took them down. But that one, I have what that one said. Oh, by the way, the, the hint for that one, it was like a Little League field. That the the team plays on or something like that. Oh, so, okay. and I think we might have been the only family that was not <laughs> involved in some way, shape, or form to the little league team. So it was kind of like, thanks, buddy. So anyway, so the 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 clue that was here at the station. Let's see if you can figure it out. Wait, so your daughter was the only girl? Well, I mean, it was, just, it was just a scavenger hunt. So. Oh. I thought she was the only girl invited to the party. I was like, well, she, she might have been sweet. I mean, we hung out for uh, for a little bit, and then we had to had to get going because we had some other things that we had to take care of. But 
Um, so ultimately, as we were driving to Southwest University Ballpark, I made the comment to my wife. I'm like, if there's nothing there, I'm just going to skip to the one that I know is after the station. Mm-hmm. Because I was able to read this. It says... <laughs> I know there's one there. Damn yeah. it. <laughs> this, is a, this is a place where you can find millions of words, tons of jackets, and one card that will unlock all the treasures you can imagine. Oh. Hint. Think of a homonym that is both a color and an activity. A homonym. Homina, homina, homina. No idea. One more time. This is a place where you can find millions of words, tons of jackets, and one card that will unlock all the treasures you can imagine. Burlington. Hope Factory. No. Remember, millions of words. Oh, Library. Marshall. Barnes & Noble. Joanna had it. Oh, library. Library. Nice. Millions of words. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jackets as in... Book oh, jacket. book jackets. jackets. And then the card is your... Library card. Library card. Uh-huh. So we totally zipped over there. And then that was the, the, the last clue before the final destination, which was his house, which I had a feeling that's what it was going to be anyway. I don't know why we just didn't show up there. <laughs> but it was at his house. Um, and we were and we were still one of the last ones to finally show up. Did you feel like up. Ron Swanson during the scavenger hunt? All oh, excited to get you, man! Like scavenger hunts are great. That's why I was super excited. But I'm like, dude, it didn't click in your brain that you're doing a clue that <laughs> some people might not even know. But it was. It and was, was really, he like, oh, that's right. I can just picture. No, Cappy yeah, he's, doing oh, that. yeah. He's like, oh, I forgot. He's like, you're not from El Paso. I'm like, I know. <laughs> But even then, I think that even if you're not like if you're from here, but you're not in the know in the little league thing, mm-hmm. it's you're not going to have any clue what he's talking about. So <laughs> it was still fun though. The other clues, other than that one that obviously we didn't know just because of you know circumstances, it was really well done. I, I had an absolute blast doing it. Swanson. Yeah. Newsflash. Next year's birthday, doing a scavenger hunt. <laughs> nice. Except we're making it to Juarez. <laughs> Going across the border, baby. No, I, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, so that was what I spent my weekend doing. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Would you split a lottery winning 50-50 with your significant other? And also four ways to make the most out of your staycation. We've been told you still got to take your vacation time, folks. <laughs> Even though you're not allowed to really leave. Although, I mean, Buzz technically is on a vacation. He went to Oklahoma, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I just I love the sales team being like, "Well, we were told we can't go anywhere, <laughs> so can right? we leave?" Yeah, I've never seen anybody so angry. Very oh, right, Amanda. Uh, <laughs> so angry. we'll get to. Dude, well, she was angry. Yeah. I was like, "Just take." The I was like, "Is this how your sales calls go?" I mean, I, Connie had a good point. She's like, "I have to go somewhere for an actual appointment, mm-hmm. and then we're coming right back. Do I have to quarantine?" And then the other one. Oh, well, we so can we go places? <laughs> what can we do? All right, so we'll get to that coming up here in just a minute. We have uh, today's uh, Monday Mount Rushmore, and on the line we have Anthony, who believes that he has somebody who needs to be on the Mount Rushmore. Good morning, Anthony. Good morning. Who do you got? Who do you think? Carrie uh, Von Erich and Mike Von Erich. Oh, uh, you are Eric. right in, right in line with old Buzzley's thinking there, buddy. Why why should the Von Erichs be up there? Awesome wrestlers, and you know, they always had a good winning streak, and they had a good charisma, and so on, you know. All right, so bad the all passed away, but they were very good at wrestling. All right, so we'll uh, definitely put the Von Erics into consideration. Thanks, Anthony. Yes, all right, have a good one, bud. Two
All right, so we have the Von Eriks as well. But I want to get to this. So we're going to come, we're going to get the final four, the actual final Mount Rushmore in about a little over an hour. But I want to narrow this list down. So I've basically written down the vast majority of the names that have been popping up. But ultimately, what happens here is people just start naming their just wrestlers for nostalgia's sake. Because if you think about it, you're talking about top four of all time. Yeah. I mean, I get that there's arguments to be made for a lot of people, but is it truly, legitimately, are they a top four? Yeah. So I want to start whittling this list down, and we're and we're really going to have to start saying yay or nay on some of this stuff. So I'm going to start just in random order here. Well, I know this one's gone. Vince McMahon. That was the one I put up. I'm willing to take him off. Okay. Because we're doing, it's wrestlers, not wrestling. Uh, Undertaker, yay or nay, moving on. As a possibility. I would say possibility. All right. Moving I'd, on. I would leave him in there as well. Just for length of career, the winning streak that he had, he's changed style, which a lot of the, the wrestlers do change kind of their their gimmick or who they the are. Look. That the, is yeah. A, yeah. Remember when he came out as American Badass? I remember that back in 99, I think that's when it was, when it was to Kid Rock's American Badass, which used Metallica's Sad But True in it. And he came out on the motorcycle. It was just—it was super cool, man. All right, next one, Hulk Hogan. I'd say, yeah, yeah, he's going. He, like, he's at least in the conversation. Same for this next one, The Rock. I think you oh, have to include yeah. him in the conversation. Actually, I think this first four could could almost be the the Mount Rushmore. Ric Flair, he's moving on. Oh yeah. The next one, I think we could probably take out the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. I mean, he was a solid wrestler, and I, I remember he was my favorite as a kid. The rumor that flew around my elementary school when I was younger about the Ultimate Warrior is the reason that he wore face paint was because he was so coked up they had to hide his coke face. <laughs> no joke. Like, third grade Brandon talking about this stuff on the playground with his friends. So are we cool taking him off? I would say... We can move on from Ultimate Warrior? Yeah, I would take him off and only because, yeah, we're already so stacked. Yeah. Next one, Macho Man Randy Savage. I would leave him on. Leave him on? Yeah. I mean, he's bone saw. He fought Spider-Man. I'd leave him on. Uh, and see, this next one, I get major arguments, especially for him in the city in which we live. Uh, Eddie. But as far, yeah, but as far as top four of all time, I don't think I can put him in there. But I'll keep him in the conversation just because of who he is. Mm -hmm. Eddie Guerrero. Okay. This next, if, man, see, this is where it gets really tough. Shawn Michaels. I would leave him in. Leave him in? Yeah. John Cena. I'd leave him in. Stone Cold. Leave him in. Bret Hart. Leave him in. See, that's the thing. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But see, I'm that's so the thing. Is that you, like, at some point, we have to say no to some of these people. I'm Chris, literally texting Cappy. I'm like, we need you today. <laughs> Chris, Chris Jericho. Leave him in. Right? Yeah, I'd leave him in. I'm not good at this. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if we can get Cappy on before. I'm texting him right now to see if he'll come on. We wrap this up. And I can... Bitch him out more about that stupid clue. Um, Sting. I think as far as top four goes, I think we might be able to take him out. <sighs> yeah. Well, okay, so here, here's some more. Big Show. I think we could take him yeah, out. Yeah, for sure. Goldberg. Then take him out. He was huge, though. Yeah, but I'm, when I'm looking at the list of people we already have, mm -hmm. they beat him. Triple H. See, I, I could see some good arguments being made for him. China. 
I would take her out. Mick Foley. I would take him out. I see Mick Foley's one that I would actually fight for. Okay. Because because he's been able to change the gimmick multiple times. I mean, mm-hmm. stop thinking about it. Somebody just mentioned it in the Facebook chat that we were talking about earlier where you have Dude Love, Cactus Jack, uh, Mankind, and Mick Foley. You could do a Mount Rushmore of just him. That and the fact you want to talk about the greatest matches of all time, the Hell in the Cell with The Undertaker is arguably the greatest wrestling match ever. And that dude was able to just put his body through hell. Let's leave him in then. Uh, I like it. Rey Mysterio, I'm willing to take out. Take out. Rowdy Roddy Piper, I'm willing to take out. I See, I could see Cappy fighting for him. So I would leave him in just if we can get Cappy. If we can get Cappy in. I'll put a question mark. And then Andre the Giant. I mean, he was, right? Like, he was, like, he was the big draw. I mean, yeah. I I could see it. So we still have 15. I wanted it to get down to 10 at this point. So we still got to get rid of five. So you got to think of which of these five you want to get rid of here in the next like 60 seconds. Undertaker, I'm saying, is in. Hulk Hogan is in. The Rock is in. Ric Flair is in. Um, I'm willing to get rid of John Cena. Okay. I'll agree with that. Um, I think I'm willing to get rid of Sting. Okay. After that, whatever. We'll leave it at that. Like, like future me is going to have to deal with this. Present me wants to move on and talk about something else. So we're going to go ahead and uh, move on to some of this other stuff here. And we'll talk about if you won the lottery, would you split it 50-50 with your significant other? And I started thinking about this. Like, what would my wife and I do if we won the lottery? And it basically would be kind of a 50-50 split. But we would use it for things for us. And then we would, whatever was left over, it would be like, here's your half. Here's my half. You know what I mean? Yeah. So a survey earlier this year asked 2,000 people, if you won the lottery, would you give your significant other half? The answers are not particularly good news for couples. One in six people say they'd quickly end the relationship <gasps> to keep all the money for themselves. Dang. And of the people who want to stay in their relationship, a quarter say they wouldn't do a 50-50 split. The survey also found that 36% of people say they would dump their partner if that person won the lottery and didn't want to split it with them. So now I ask you, what would you do? You're in a relationship. And let's say it's been, it's a, you're not necessarily married, but you've been together a couple of years. Like it's serious. Mm-hmm. What are you doing with the, the with these winnings? Are you going to split it? Are you taking it all for yourself? Do I have to tell them that I is won? Joanna going straight to, uh, what is it, Epic? Epic. Bye-bye relationship. So I'm not married. No, but you've been in a, it's a couple year relationship. It's a pretty serious relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 60-40. <laughs> okay. So Joanna's taking 60. Lisa? Yeah. I pretend I don't even know them. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa just ghosts. Yeah. Well, I'd be like, did I think he help? Ghost, if it's like, if we're talking like $100 million too, I think Lisa would ghost us. Yeah. Yeah. She's, we don't know her anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Rudy in the Facebook chat says, I would split the money with my with my wife. I like her a lot. Nice. Again, I think what I would end up doing is I think I would, we would look at, at big purchases that we wanted to buy house, cars, vacation. 
we would probably split it as well, but we would also put some into a joint account that would be for a yeah, rainy day fund. Anthony in the Facebook chat says, my wife and I talked about the scenario a lot and we would pay off all our debt and make sure our retirement is set. That's kind of what my wife and I would do and help out any family that needed any financial help. Besides, besides that, we would also maybe look at getting a piece of property and build a house. Yeah. Those are all logical. Seems pretty simple. That sounds like a great mm-hmm. marriage right That kind of sounds, I mean, that sounds pretty in line with what my wife and I would do. Hook the parents up, hook the siblings up. And you know, if the relationship doesn't work out, well, he just went off with 40% of my money. Yeah. So. But still he's got out 60. of my life. I still got my chunk. Yeah, you still got 60%. Manuel says, uh, divorce your wife before you redeem the cash. Find a new girlfriend. And then he says, just kidding, just Dang. kidding. <laughs> just in case his girlfriend's apparently watching. Uh, staycations have become a big thing. Yep. Because obviously we're not really allowed to leave other than Buzz who went to uh, go hang out with his fam. But I kind of agree with that because, I mean, he drives there. He's not flying. Mm-hmm. And then he just hangs out and does puzzles, as we've clearly seen over the And weekend. it does seem like his parents were social distancing this whole time. So yeah, it seemed like his mom was getting really upset that people kept trying to come over. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so here are four ways that you can make the most out of your staycation. I mean, it's basically, Joanna, this was what we did. Spring break. We both had trips planned. Binge drinking? Oh. Yeah, well, that's part of it. <laughs> but that, I mean, because, you know, Joanna was planning on heading off to Disney. Mm-hmm. And clearly that didn't work out. No, so here's some ways to make the most out of your staycation. Number one says separate yourself from work. Way too many of us still check in at work when we're on vacation, but it's especially important to take a mental break and recharge this year. So set up your out-of-office email and try to truly unplug from work. Number two is knock out any household chores ahead of time. Laundry, cleaning up, so they won't interfere with relaxation time. If you want to use your time to tackle a few projects, that's fine. Just make sure you have time to unwind too. I'm guilty of that sometimes. I'm like, ah, I'm on vacation. I'll get to it tomorrow. Where it makes sense. Knock it out early. Get yeah. it done and over with. And then you don't have anything to worry about. And I'm the kind that I, I'll do everything before so that I know I'll have clean clothes by the time my vacation starts. I'll have everything clean. I won't have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Number three on this list, plan something special you'll look forward to. Camping out in the backyard, a do-it-yourself spa day, something like that that you can legitimately get excited about. And number four, take pictures. You should treat a staycation the same way you treat a normal vacation. Take pictures and post stuff on social media. One day you might look back on this weird moment in history and wish you had more photos to document it. That's something that we've been doing a lot of. We've been taking a lot more pictures Hmm. around the house of just goofing around. I think it's because we're going stir crazy a little bit. Yeah. You're getting a little (laughs) bit of that cabin fever. And I'm normally okay with it. I'm pretty much a homebody as it is. And I'm content with sitting at home watching TV. But I did finally have that moment. I think it was last week where my wife and kid were gone. I think they were at uh, the in-laws place. And I was by myself. You're like, now I what? Finally <laughs> had, that's, I finally had time to just sit and watch TV. And I got stir crazy. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, I got to do this. So I just started like walking around the house. I didn't do anything. I just walked around the house. 
Seriously. Yeah. Up and down the stairs, walk into the back room. And I, and in my mind, I'm trying to convince myself that I'm actually doing something. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go find this or I'm going to go Talking try to, to do the dog. this. Yeah. Hey, up, what's up, dude? You had, to, you had to do that earlier? Dude, stop peeing. Could we not throw up for one day? That's all I'm asking. <laughs> Just don't throw up for one day. That's it. No. You, the hair, it's got to go. I'm shaving you later. <laughs> Like, it's just this full conversation that I'm having with these mani- uh, maniacal dogs. And that uh, was pretty much how I spent that time. And it was only like an hour. And I have a lot of television that needs to be caught Sounds up on. amazing. I'm still in the middle me. of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is great. There's the Clone Wars. I picked two shows that have like eight seasons apiece with like 20-something episodes that I need to catch <laughs> right. up on. It's a very daunting task. Um... But the one show that I recommended last week that was really good, it's called The Mind Explained. I believe it's five mm-hmm. parts. They talk about memory. Mm-hmm. They go into anxiety. They go into mindfulness, which is kind of meditation. It's really what sparked the whole meditation kick that I'm on right now. That um, I put a, some blogs up. I'm sorry, some articles up at buzzadamshow.com if you want to go check those out. I, tr- I had the Calm app downloaded. I've been using that for a week. I switched to Headspace yesterday. And then immediately switched back to Calm. I just, the Headspace one, I, I couldn't quite understand exactly what I was paying for because... Have you started listening to stories yet on Calm? Um, I'm pretty sure Matthew McConaughey has some. No, yeah, oh, uh, he's right there on the front. Like when you Braun, log in, he's right there. Yeah, LeBron stuff no, no, as no, well. No, no, uh, Braun from Game of Thrones. Oh, I thought because LeBron does um, as well. I haven't checked out the stories as much. But there was a 20-minute meditation on Headspace and it was 18 minutes of silence. And I get it. A lot of meditation is silence, but A, I want the option for music, and B, I can do it in silence on my own. I don't need anything else. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if you want to check out those articles, head on over to buzzadamshow.com. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We do have our Monday morning Mount Rushmore that we'll need to wrap up before this hour is over. And we're going with wrestlers. I love that Steve is arguing with me through text messages. There you go. Whenever he's done doing what he's doing, tell him to hurry up and call. Do you want to hear a little bit of what he has to say? Uh, Absolutely. So he said, uh, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Bruno, and The Undertaker. Hogan and Flair are locks. The other two are tough. You could also put in Cena, The Rock, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Bret Hart, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Those are all good options as well. And then I told him, I'm like, okay, I think Hogan and Flair probably will be uh, a lock as well, but who do we put as George Washington? And he said, depends. Hogan was a lesser wrestler, but he made wrestling mainstream, to which I responded, Flair is having a surge in popularity even now, though, too. Ric Flair drip, Jambaya, he's known in the hip-hop culture as someone that everyone wanted to be. So we're just arguing now. (laughs) There you go. Uh, People in the Facebook chat chiming in on the lottery issue saying money can't buy happiness. Charles brings up a comedian made the joke that money can can buy a wave runner. Have you ever seen someone not happy on a jet ski? Yeah, those Daniel Tosh that uh, mm-hmm. that made that joke. Rudy says, I mean, it buys you tickets to Disney World and Cowboys games and a new truck and annual passes to Wet n Wild and tickets to the movies and new shoes and food. Solid points made by all. If you do want to get involved in the conversation, you can. Buzz Adams Morning Show Facebook page is where you can find us. You can chat in over there or you can give the show a call, 844-305-6210. But I do ask that uh, hopefully over the next five minutes or so, hold off on those calls because it's time to get to entertainment news with Joanna Barba. Good morning, Joanna. She's not potted up. There we go. (laughs) I'm over here. Good morning. 
Good morning. Elmer. Wait, wait, wait. Can we get the sad good morning now? Oh, good morning. <clears throat> good morning. I'm trying to be serious. Oh. Good morning. A&E replaced <laughs> new episodes of Live PD with Live Rescue this weekend, while Paramount Network has delayed season 33 launch of Cops, both in response to nationwide protests over police brutality. A&E said in a statement, quote, out of respect for the families of George Floyd and others who have lost their lives in consultation with the departments we follow and in consideration for the safety of all involved, we have made the decision not to broadcast a live PD this weekend. Good call on them. California Governor Gavin Newsom on Friday revealed guidelines for film and television productions to resume in Hollywood after months of shutdown. Uh, in a statement, it said music, TV, and film production may resume in California, recommended no sooner than June 12th. The California Department of Public Health also says to reduce this, the risk of COVID-19 transmission, productions, cast, crew, and other industry workers should abide by safety protocols. Yeah, unfortunately, it is something that still people need to be reminded of. That's still happening. Keep some distance. Like, like I, I, unfortunately, I think a lot of people assume, oh, it's kind of over, right? We don't need to worry about this anymore. Well, no, we do, because the numbers are still continuing to go up. There's just been other news taking up a lot of the news cycle, but that doesn't mean that the actual problem goes away. Exactly. Uh, Well, meanwhile, The Mandalorian Season 2 won't miss its release date of October on Disney+. Plus. Creator Jon Favreau has explained. While Disney CEO Bob Chappick had recently confirmed the series was finished from home, Favreau recently elaborated the matter in a conversation with the Austin Television Festival, saying, quote, It will be available in October as planned on Disney+. Plus. We were very lucky to have finished photography before the lockdown. Thanks to how technology forward Lucasfilm and ILM are, we have been able to do all our visual effects and editing and all our post-production remotely. But he never says an exact date. Well, it's at least narrowed down to 31. And I'm cool with that. (laughs) 31 days. Like, I mean, they could have said, oh, well, we just know it's going to be released. Which but would he be, does say it's not going to miss it. It will still be there in October of 20... Sometime in October on Yeah, watch. Disney they're going to release Plus. it on Halloween. I have plans on Halloween. Well, I mean, well, if people don't so screw COVID, it up for me... So does so. COVID-19, Joanna. I know, right? Elmer Fudd will once again be hunting that wascally wabbit Bugs Bunny <laughs> in HBO Max's updated version of the classic Looney Tunes cartoons. All right, hold on. Mm-hmm. I want... Your best Elmer Fudd laugh. I can't think of his laugh. I can't think of his laugh right now either. <laughs> like that? <laughs> Lisa? Uh, I, I, I try to remember what he sounds like. <laughs> Worth it. All right, continue. <laughs> Wabbits. Uh, well, he will be doing all of this just without his trusty shotgun. That's in response to the rise of U.S. gun violence. Uh, Peter Downgrant, the executive producer of the new series, says, We're just not doing guns, but we can do cartoony violence, which means TNT and all the Acme stuff and will be available on it. FUD's new preferred weapon will now be an axe. And what was the thing you said it was earlier? A scythe. A scythe. That will also be one of his weapons. Uh, but I'm glad to see the TNT will still be there. Yeah, you got to have Acme. That's the same. Very, very quiet. I'm hunting wabbits. <laughs> See? That's his, there's his laugh. There's his laugh. <laughs> Wabbit season. Duck season. 
Wabbit season! Wabbit season! Duck season! Fire! <laughs> and then, of course, we have the uh, essential moment where Yosemite Sam tells Bugs to draw a gun. I'm giving you one second to draw a gun! How's that, Chunky? Say, that's a right smart picture you got there, partner. Say, that's a right smart picture you got there, sir. <laughs> so basically what happens in that scene, if you guys aren't familiar with this uh, episode, Yosemite says, I give you one second to draw a gun. So Bugs pulls out pen and paper and draws an actual gun. Like an <laughs> illustration. Smart. It's a brilliant move. Well, this is not going to sit well with people who take their fictional characters too seriously. The not always reliable British tabloids now say that James Bond is now a father. In the new movie, No Time to Die, he'll have a five-year-old daughter named Mathilde. The mother is Dr. Madeline Swan, played by Leah Seydoux. A so-called source says, quote, yes, it's true. Bond is a dad. Daniel Craig wanted to make this Bond the most surprising and entertaining yet. The source adds, quote, Bond appears to be happy in his new domestic life, but then, of course, gets dragged back into saving the world. No Time to Die is slated to be released November 25th. It makes sense that he'd have a kid. I mean, he's slinging it around in all those movies, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you would think that eventually... Who's the mom? I, uh, she said it's it a doctor? Dr. Madeline Swan. Have we met her before? I think I she know. came out in the previous one. Okay. That's what up. I was thinking. I was, I've never seen a Bond movie. What? Ever. Me neither. Uh, Not even the Pierce Brosnan, and I think Pierce Brosnan is a hunk. The babe. A bona fide hunk. Um, yeah, those are I, something that you should watch, I would say. Is at least, should I start with the Pierce Brosnan? I think you could start with any of them. They got really <laughs> cheesy and hokey for a while. But then again, James Bond, the movies are something that I always feel like I should be into, but I'm not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it well, says here, Madeline Swan. Uh, what was the one before this one? Um, Spectre? Probably. That yeah, it says here the character first appears in the 2015 James Bond film Spectre and will return in its sequel in 2020. So that would be the five-year gap. Hmm. So he oh, was yeah. uh, knocking the boots with Dr. Swan there. Ay. Spread Swan. So is that going to be <laughs> his love interest or are they going to have a new one? I don't, oh, see, that's the big staple yeah, of no. James Bond movies is the Bond girl. Well, the Bond girl's the always, daughter. Yeah, which always the new sounds, Bond girl's the daughter. So. Always sounds a little creepy calling her a girl, but you know. Yeah. And finally, director Josh Trank got candid about working on that badly reviewed reboot of Fantastic Four, which hit theaters back in August of 2015. During a virtual interview, he said that he wanted to cast a black actress for the role of Sue Storm and claimed that he was met with pretty heavy pushback from the studio, which was Fox before the rights went to Disney. He said, quote, there were a lot of controversial conversations that were being held behind the scenes on that. I was mostly interested in a black Sue Storm, a black Johnny Storm, and a black Franklin Storm, the, the director shared. But when you're dealing with a studio on a massive movie like that, everybody wants to keep an open mind who the big star is going to be. Kate Mara p- ended up playing Sue Storm. Michael B. Jordan played Johnny Storm. Miles Teller played Reed Richards. And Jamie Bell played Grimm. Trank expressed regret, saying that he should have just walked when he realized that uh, when the realization hit him and he felt embarrassed about it and that he just didn't want to do it out of principle. Yeah, that's what was wrong with that now, movie. Yeah, that's the big issue that was the movie. You didn't get a black actress. Although, I mean, it would have made sense <laughs> because they had Michael B. Jordan as... 
uh, the uh, Human Torch. Johnny Storm. Johnny Storm, yeah. So and you, he's supposed to be the brother of Sue Storm, right? Yeah. So it would have made a lot more sense, but yeah, that, <laughs> I don't think that was the major issue with your movie there, pal. Stop trying to uh, pass <laughs> right. that one off there, buddy. With right. entertainment, I'm Joanna Barber. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Steve Kaplowitz joining us to get in on the conversation for the Monday Mount Rushmore. We're talking wrestlers. First, I want to talk about West Texas weather. The cool spot, by the way, for the Buzz Adams Radio Network. For all, of all the cities that we are in is El Paso, and it's a high of 94 today. So let that sink in a little bit. We're going to expect some wind today as well. It's going to be a little bit cooler tomorrow, even in El Paso, with a high of 87. And then we're looking at highs in the mid-90s for the rest of the week. Moving on to Abilene, you get a high of 102 today. And then you're going to be in the mid to upper 90s for the rest of the week. In San Angelo, man, you're the hot spot today. High of 106 in San Angelo. And then for the rest of the week, upper 90s. Both San Angelo and Abilene, you can expect to be back into triple digits by next week. Loudwire Nights, tonight, 7 o'clock, Tony. She commemorates the anniversary of the release of uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers album, Californication. Plus, tomorrow, Tony is going to have her rescheduled interview with Maria Brink of In This Moment. And coming to Loudwire Nights in just one week from tonight, an exclusive performance from St. Asonia. So check that out. 7 to midnight, it's Loudwire Nights. All right, Cap, are you there, buddy? I am. Good morning, good morning. All right, I got a problem with you, man. What's, What's going? What, what is the deal <laughs> with putting a clue that's exclusive to your kid's Little League baseball team? In and, what regard? And not giving me a heads up. What do you mean? Where, was, where, where did the Babe Ruth clue lead to this past weekend? Field three. Of what? Of Cloudview Park, which is the ball fields that uh, if you, you know, that's that's part of the game. You got to know Cloudview Park. If you would have Googled Cloudview Park, you would have seen all the ball fields. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why would it, hold on. Why would, I be, why would I know to Google Cloudview Park? Well, because everybody was having problems and we said, you know, what? if you have any trouble, Google the clues. And they were, it, it, was, it was all easily, easily available via Google. You know that if you looked up <laughs> Babe Ruth and clouds and stuff like that on the house, none of that popped up. Well, you could have still found Cloudview because that was if you would have, if you would have uh, Googled Cloudview Park, it would have. Uh, it would but no, have but what I'm trying to get at is that you're saying Google Cloudview Park. I didn't know Cloudview Park existed. How well, would I know to Google something like that? Because you would have figured the clue out. The, the point was the answer was Cloudview uh, Park, and you could have gotten it right with the clues, which you obviously failed. Nah, I'm calling. Now, listen, I'm calling a bunch <laughs> of let me let me let me let bunch of malarkey okay? on that one. Let me say this. You're an outsider. You're not. You didn't grow up on, on the west side of El Paso, or in El Paso, for that matter. Your wife did. However, the winner of the scavenger hunt—they um, are from San Diego. They moved here a few years ago. They had never grown up in El Paso. They had nothing to do with El Paso. Yet they won the scavenger hunt, and they are just like you from another city. So, but do they do they me, have a relation? Hold on. Do they have excuse. a relation to Cloudview Park? What's that? Like, do they have a kid that plays there frequently? They do. Yes. That, that's the point I'm making. That's the point that I'm making is that I like. So here's the clue. Batter up. A view of the clouds at the field that Babe Ruth made famous will set you on your way to finding the next clue. So if you have a kid that plays there, yeah, I get it. You're going to understand that. Myself, my wife, 
My daughter, we had no clue what it was talking about. It was Joel's birthday. You should have had an idea. That was the whole clue. Oh. You know what? It, was, it was his birthday scavenger hunt. The kid plays baseball. What do you want from me? I, you know what? Listen, I'm happy you tried. You did a good job. You, you, you at least figured out the finish line, which was good. And Well, uh, I mean, I, I, was, I, I assumed the finish line was your house anyway. I mean, if we wanted to do that, when you sent me the first, uh, sent me the first clue, I would have just gone to your house. Yeah, well, you know what? Funny. <laughs> you would have had, you would have had to show pictures of all the other places you were at. But listen, you gave it a shot, and it's not easy. You're right. Look, you have a daughter. She does not play a cloud to you. Um, but chances are, um, if now your wife did she grow up on the west side? Yeah, then she would know. Please, cloud. I think. Park, I think you're making cloud a big View assumption. Cloudview Park is one of the more I on the west side of town. It's one of the. Uh, it's one of the. Better we have known, people uh, in our parks. Facebook chat who are saying that they live on the west side. They've grown up here and they don't know what Cloudview is. Oh my god, that's not possible. I, that's what they're saying. They're backing right. me up. I'm just saying. Right. Oh, it was fun though. I thought the uh, the actual clues that did make sense to me. Um, I thought were very well done. The one led to what? Well, I, well, How'd I you didn't like the see library it. one. The one that was at the station that led to the library? Yes. I thought that was great because I quizzed Lisa and Joanna on it. They eventually got it after a little bit of uh, of helping out. But I thought that that one was great because that one, for anybody who wants to know, here was the clue. This is a place where you can find millions of words, tons of jackets, and one card that will unlock all the treasures you can imagine. Just leading to a library. you got millions of words there. You're talking about book jackets. And then your card, which is the library card. I thought that was incredibly well done. Next time, give me a heads up on Cloudview. Well, uh, you know what? Here's what you should have done. I'll be honest with you. I you thought about should've... calling you, but I thought that would be yes. cheating. But I thought no, that would be cheating. No, no, You could have called me. There was others that tried calling me. You could have ah, absolutely see, mm. called me. And if you were telling me you were having trouble with it, I would have I would have put you in the right in, in the right spot. I would have done that for you. But so, see, yeah. the thing that you got to remember, too, is that there's a lot of other options in regards to baseball. Like, I thought Southwest University Ballpark. It's the ball field. Because I thought maybe there was a cloud on the mural down there. You know, the one yeah. that's on that walkway going up to the field. No, that's true. There that's was true. also the possibility of Cohen Stadium because I believe. Oh, I wouldn't have sent you all the way to Northeast. I, but see, I, and that's what I thought. But I wanted to keep everybody on the west side. That was the whole idea. And I, I, I assumed that. But there was a gentleman by the name of Sid Cohen who was mm -hmm. a Major League Baseball player. And he gave up Babe Ruth's 708th home run. We Googled that. So then we were what? starting to look into it. And I was like, oh, like... That could be Cohen Stadium. I got a better one for you. Sid Cohen was Andy Cohen's brother, and Andy's daughter Marina works with us at the radio station. Did you know that? I did not. Look at this. You learn there something you new go. every day. See? But so that so that's what popped up when we were looking into it. So mm. just throwing listen, that out. You guys there. did. You guys did great. And I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I'm just happy you you came and played uh, the game. It was listen. We tried to make it a little difficult. I couldn't. I here's the crazy thing. Okay, I thought this was going to be tough. The the family who won came in in 39 minutes from when we started. How this, fast okay? are they driving around town, man? It. I mean, they must have been drunk, running people off the road. We figured for sure, hour, an hour and 15 minutes, there's no way somebody's coming in sooner. They came in in less than 40 minutes. It was unbelievable. I so, did like how... And, now, and, we didn't, and we didn't give them a single help, no clues, no nothing. They were just, they nailed it. It was amazing. I did like how somebody made the comment. I don't know who... So we got there, and I guess there were still two cars that hadn't made it in yet. And whoever it was hadn't made it in... Somebody makes the comment, oh, that's so-and-so with the Tesla, and that's so-and-so with the Porsche. And somebody else commented, oh, so the people with two really fast cars somehow weren't able to get through this thing at a speedy time. 
<laughs> so anyway, um, I don't know who had the Tesla. I have no idea. That the Porsche I know very well, but I didn't know the Tesla. So you know, but that's just hey. It, it, I'm happy you enjoyed it. It was it was a good time, and I'll tell you what. Um, you know, that's it, you have to figure out ways to do things a little differently right now, and that was uh, that was what we you know we came up with this year. So I that, think that'd be something that's fun to do even when you're not on lockdown is doing a scavenger hunt. But again, I'm apparently Ron Swanson. We so. had somebody were say that this reminded them of the Cannonball Run because there were like yep. four cars all at once showing up at one of the spots, and then they're all racing to try to get the clue and get back to the to the next one. It was so it was pretty uh, pretty entertaining. All right, so the main reason that we're having Cappy on right now is uh, our Mount Rushmore today is of wrestlers, and Cappy is a big wrestling fan. I wanted to get this thing whittled down to about ten after the last hour and. Lisa's apparently not able to do it because every time I'd list a name, she'd keep him in. Keep him in. in. Put him in in. there. Keep Mm -hmm. him in. So here's the list that we have. Very similar to yours, Cap. Yeah, whittled it down to. All right, Cap, you've got Undertaker, Hulk Hogan, Mm -hmm. The Rock, Ric Flair, Macho Man, Eddie Guerrero, which I understand... He's not He's not going to make the Mount Rushmore, but I believe he, we should still discuss the guy just for his ties to the city in which we live. Uh, Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Bret Hart, Chris Jericho, Triple H, Mick Foley, and Andre the Giant. That's what we have it whittled down to. Okay, I, I, I can, you can get rid of some of those guys. So that's who do you good. think, who do you think we list. should get rid of? Uh, you got to get rid of Mick Foley because even though he was hardcore, Mick Foley was like Terry Funk, and Terry Funk's not on the list. So, uh, And Funk, by the way, probably had a, a longer career in wrestling than Foley did. I like Mick Foley. He did things I've never seen before, like the first one to ju- you know, be thrown off a cage and crash into a table and have like his teeth sticking out of his nostrils oh, during yeah. that match. But, I mean, uh, he's not, to me, Mick Foley, I, I liked him as a wrestler, but he's not in the same category. Okay, so my- Andre the Giant is not in that category. And I'll tell you why you can't put Andre in, okay? Because Andre never, he won a title once and it lasted for five seconds. Because Andre was so big and so massive that he hardly ever lost matches because it would have ruined his invincibility that he had until later on when he finally lost to Hogan in WrestleMania 3 and was kind of at the end of the rope. But I just read a biography on Andre the Giant, and it was weird that they were talking about how, you know, he he never held the title because he would never lose. Like, you can't beat Andre the Giant. So it's it's tough to put him in that in that uh, in that list, too. So my pros for Mick Foley had to do with his ability to have different characters because you could do a true you could do a Mick Foley Mount Rushmore yourself with Cactus Jack, Dude Love, Mankind. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could even put Sokka up there if you wanted to. But I understand. Is I got a feeling, Lisa, you're, are you cool with taking uh, Mick Foley out? Yeah. All right, we're getting a call right here. Oops, hold on. We're getting a call right here. Got the board's buttons here. And um, I got a feeling that this person might be arguing for somebody Steve might argue for. I'm not 100% sure, but Philip is on the line. Philip, how you doing, buddy? Good, and you? I'm doing fantastic. All right, so who do you think should make the Monday Mount Rushmore, Philip? Rowdy Piper. Rowdy Piper. Cappy, what do you think? I've always liked Rowdy Roddy Piper because he was the first great villain um, in, in professional wrestling. Yeah. When it became popular like in the mid '80s when you know Vince McMahon just bought the company from his dad and and had that great feud with Hogan, and then they flipped him good. And yeah, I mean, Roddy Roddy Piper was one of the great wrestling personalities of that era of the '80s '90s. So I, I could definitely see that argument. 
You agree with all of that, Philip? You got anything else to add? No, that was it. I just know he was one of the legends around the time Pokemon stick. Mm-hmm. And he's also got one of the greatest lines in movie history. <laughs> I came here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. So all right. I think it's worthy. All right, thank you for the call, Philip. All right, thank you. Have a good day. All right. All right, Cappy, can you stick around? Uh, sure. Because we got we have to lock you back. Yeah, we got We got to lock this in here in the next segment. So um, we we were able to get Mick Foley off, and you know what? I'll take Andre the Giant off as well. You made a pretty compelling argument there. So Thanks. we are down to the Undertaker, Hulk Hogan, The Rock, Ric Flair, Macho Man, Randy Savage, Eddie Guerrero, Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, Bret Hart, Chris Jericho, and Triple H. Those are the ones remaining, and we'll get it whittled down to a final four coming up on the Buzz Adams Morning Show. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, we got to get this thing down to four. We're talking Monday morning, Mount Rushmore. We're doing wrestlers. Cappy's on the line with us. Yes. Making some some solid arguments for us to get rid of uh, some of the people off the list. Although we have Mike on the line. Mike, who do you think should make it to the Mount Rushmore? Possibly Goldberg, Sting, or Ultimate Warrior. Uh, give, a, give a defense for both. Well, I mean, when you think of wrestling... You see Ultimate Warrior's, you know, costume. The mask, yeah. You know, yeah, his mask. Or the, the uh, face Gold, paint. Goldberg, he was just like a, a beast. Uh, it's saying he's just, he's just been kind of iconic. Okay, well, we could toss them both in there. So we got Goldberg and the Ultimate Warrior, although I believe we took Ultimate Warrior off earlier. So we'll see oh, what Cappy okay. thinks about oh, yeah. that. But thank you for the call, Mike. Thanks, Thanks bud. I actually think Sting is the best of those three. Really? That he had mentioned. Absolutely. I thought Sting was, um, you know, first world-class championship wrestling and uh, built up that great rivalry with Flair over the years. Uh, you know, the problem with Sting was... Like, Completely like, changed his persona? Yeah, absolutely. One, went from one iconic character to the other, but uh, he was undersized. You know, he was never one of the biggest wrestlers out there. Kind of like Randy Savage, same thing, but... Um, uh, you know, still a, a great wrestler, for, uh, so to speak. Ultimate Warrior, I liked. My biggest problem with Ultimate Warrior was he just didn't have as long of a run. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he he it was short lived. So that's the thing. He kind of already flamed out by the mid '90s and came around the late '80s. So he just he was the Dingo Warrior um, in World Class Championship Wrestling prior to coming to the WWE at that time. And I don't know. I just didn't think longevity was was really the thing for him. Um, and Goldberg, ugh, I loved Goldberg. Goldberg was one of those, like, you could have wrestlers that just came on the scene out of nowhere and just destroyed people, and Goldberg would be, like, at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. But again, Goldberg, you know, the longevity really wasn't it. He's actually getting, like, his second win now, which is crazy because he's in his mid-50s. Yeah, he was kind of really big for me when I got back into wrestling late 90s, early 2000s when that streak was going on and when yeah. it was the true battle between WCW and WWE because that was one of WCW's big selling points at that time. That was Goldberg's streak. He's going through all these guys and I still remember when he slammed the big show. That was such a big deal because he hoisted him up and he held him up there. It was not just a simple, oh, I'm going to pick you up and throw you down. He picked him up and held him up and then slammed him, which was completely unheard of. Now, I do have a quick story about the Ultimate Warrior. Cap, when I was a kid, maybe third grade, I think, Ultimate Warrior was my favorite wrestler. It was the, it was the whole gimmick. It was the face paint. It was the going to the rope and shaking the rope, all that stuff. 
The rumor around my elementary school was that the reason the Ultimate Warrior had to wear face paint is he was <laughs> always coked up and they put it on to cover his coke face. Uh, wait, but how old were you when this was going on? It's like third grade. They were talking about coked up in when you were in elementary yeah. school? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Oh, my God. And, and that was a legitimate thing where it was like, oh, yeah, they have to do that to cover up his face because it looks all weird underneath because of all the cocaine he's done. It's a legit thing. Suburban Oregon. There you go. Uh, all right. Jerry's on the line. Jerry, <laughs> who do you think uh, should make it to our Monday Mount Rushmore? Andre the Giant. How can you guys overlook him? Okay, well, Cappy made a, a pretty solid argument. Um in the last segment, so uh, I want to hear. I want to hear you defend Andre the Giant, Jerry. Okay. Did you ever see the documentary yes. on Andre the Giant? Loved it. He was like, like Mike. He was like the Michael Jordan of wrestling. That's true. Worldwide, he, he couldn't go anywhere. With it. You didn't know who he was. He was just uh, an icon. Cappy got a response. No, he's right. I mean, that's that's one hundred percent correct, Jerry. I just finished his book. They came out with a biography of Andre about a month ago, and I read that. And everything you're saying is true. My my reasoning against Andre is they never gave him a championship until very late in his career because they all knew he could never lose. So, yeah. it, because of his size and and just how big he was, they made sure that he was never he would never get beat at least squ- uh, clean in a match. Nobody would ever pin him. So. Because of that, and because of you know just his size, it's tough to make him that 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 top four of all time. Because you know they they never they they never let him hold a championship, and they never let him lose. Yeah, I don't know, but every wrestler said that. Yeah, you're right. Nobody could beat him. The Hulk Hogan said that he 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 manhandled everybody. <laughs> he, he was like a he was like a man playing among kids. Yeah, yeah. Oh was, yeah, that was crazy. Well. We'll consider it. Thanks for the call, Jerry. Okay, you're welcome. All right, bud. Bye. All right, Cap. I'm going to give you my top four right now. Uh, we're getting okay. some other phone calls in here, but I'm going to give you my top four. I want to see what you think. Undertaker, Hulk Hogan, The Rock, and Ric Flair. I have three of those four in my personal list. Okay, so hold on. Don't tell us your list yet because we've got another call. Um, we've got Philip on the line. Not sure if it's the same Philip or not. Is this a different Philip? This is this is this is Philip from San Angelo. Okay, say Philip from San Angelo, man, dude, it's gonna be hot there, buddy. It is. Like you're guys, ready for it. Yeah, it's gonna be 160. You don't have to work outside, do you? No, but I go in and out all day because I'm a commercial driver. Oh, well, thank you for what you do, pal. All right, so who do you have uh, for your that should be on this Mount Rushmore of wrestlers? The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes. Ooh. Wait, hold on, Lisa. I need your Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> 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 all right, why, uh, what's your argument for Philip? Oh come on now! Between him and the wars he had with Ric Flair and the and the Four Horsemen, that has to stand alone. And then of course he did his work in the WWE when he was uh, known as the Polka Dot Man. Cappy, I mean Dusty Rhodes is one of the iconic uh, wrestlers in the history of the sport. So yeah, I mean there's you can make a great Dusty Rhodes argument for that. And I wouldn't have a problem with that. Dusty Rhodes is an is a wrestling icon. He's a legend. Lisa, one more time. That's the road. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Philip, thank you for the call. Stay cool today, buddy. Likewise. Thanks for everything y'all do. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. Bye. That's Philip in San Angelo. All right, so the others remaining, so my four were Undertaker, Hulk Hogan, The Rock, and Ric Flair. Here were the other ones remaining on this list. Macho Man, Randy Savage, Eddie Guerrero, Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Bret Hart, Chris Jericho, and Triple H. Cappy says he has three of my four. Who do you have that's not on your list? 
Who do I have that's not of on the, your of my, list? Yeah, of my four, you said you had three of them. Who was the one that you don't have? Um, repeat them one more time, please. Undertaker, Hulk Hogan, The Rock, and Ric Flair. The Rock. Who would you uh, put in place of The Rock? Bruno San Martino. Argument for and, Bruno San Martino. And, and, and Bruno San Martino, the only reason I put Bruno San Martino in there was he was the Hulk Hogan of wrestling before wrestling became like ridiculously popular, held the belt for like seven years at a time. Like I mean, he was the he was this the first true superstar of wrestling, mm-hmm. and there was nobody like him. So just because of that, and because we're talking Mount Rushmore now, if we're talking modern wrestlers, I'd get San Martino off the list because he wrestled mostly in the 60s and 70s, and, and then a little bit in the 80s, but by mid-80s, he was already practically in his like late 50s, and he was done. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that that's just why I have to have one older wrestler in there, and I would go San Martino because he was just dominant um, when you know, he was the Hulk Hogan before Hulk Hogan. Put it that way. We have a pretty solid argument for Chris Jericho in the Facebook chat right now. Mm-hmm. Manuel says Jericho has in-ring wrestling, the work on the microphone, the verbal and nonverbal expressions made his feud feel real and should be taught as a master class in professional wrestling storytelling to every young aspiring performer. He also holds claims to championships that The Rock, St- uh, Steve Austin and Hulk Hogan do not. He invented the money in the bank and is the first ever undisputed champion. All good answers. All, I, never, I never thought of. I guess maybe, maybe Chris Jericho could be the most underrated professional wrestler of all time. You mm-hmm. think that's fair to say, given yeah. his accolades? And I've never really put him on that pedestal, like like you just you know, mentioned. But all the things he's credited for, yeah, he's an innovator. Absolutely. All right, so we got like. Five minutes here. If you want to get in on the conversation, go ahead and give us a call, 844-305-6210. It's easier sometimes if you'd like to, just head on over to the Facebook page, go to Buzz Adams Morning Show, and then go to the uh, live stream, and then you'll be able to jump in the chat. There's a lot of people who... um, Joining in on the conversation, it says here, Edgar says, Bruno San Martino is loved by everyone in WWE. He's Mm -hmm. the one everyone looked up to. It's true. It's absolutely true. Um, you know, he was the first, he's, he's the ultimate for, for that particular. Now, remember, when Bruno San Martino was winning, the WWE was a territorial wrestling uh, federation. It was not mainstream because when Vince's dad had it, it was Northeast only. And yeah. they, you know, there were different territories. And there was Texas and there was the South and there was. Uh, so, so really, San Martino's bit was big when it was the WWWF, which was what they called it at the time. But at the same time, you know, he was yeah, exactly, exactly. But he was well known. Now, look, you mentioned Undertaker. Yeah. I have Undertaker too because Undertaker's been doing this for 30 years. Yeah. I mean, 30 I, years. when I was a kid. And he had streak when i was a kid he and paul bear terrified me <laughs> i was terrified i know all right we i got, know we got a, a quick call here adrian calling in to uh, mention a wrestler that has not even been mentioned at all today adrian who do you got brock lesnar why defend well not only was he a great wrestler he was actually a real fighter True, he did hold a UFC championship, but did he's you also know, an amateur wrestler. Did, did you know that he was apparently terrified of Kurt Angle? Oh yeah, because Kurt Angle had beat him in a real wrestling match. And again, the story goes back when they were both together. Um, 
Angle would kind of taunt him and Lesnar would make it a point to not really be around him just so he didn't have to um, to deal with that. But it's a good good suggestion. I'm not sure of a top four, though, Adrian. The F4? Are you serious? Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not saying yay or nay either way. I'm just giving you my opinion. And the thing is, like, I, this is one of the Mount Rushmore's that I'm willing to take a back seat on just because I know wrestling, but I'm not as big of, like... Cappy's our encyclopedia of wrestling. Yeah. Lisa loves wrestling. Steve is our leader. Yeah, and so, I mean, I enjoy it, but I, I, I'm not going to be the end. I mean, I'm not the only reason I'll be the end all because I'm the last person that's probably going to say it, but it's not going to be my definitive list on this one. So, but thank you for the call, Adrian. All right. All right, thanks, bud. All right, Cappy, we got to whittle this thing down. Lisa, what are your thoughts? Uh, like, if you had to pick your top four, who would that be? <laughs> if I had to pick my top four, I think I would go with, of course, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, I would do The Rock, and I would say Jericho. And Jericho. And Cappy, your top four were? I went, um, I, I mean, Hogan and Flair to me are given. You have yeah. to have Hogan and Flair. And after that, it's completely subjective. So I went mm-hmm. Undertaker and Bruno San Martino. You know, you could go Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin and make a great argument with those two. Yeah. And that would be fair. And you could throw every wrestler you've named. You want to put them in that list? I mean, there's you can make arguments for every one of them. And that's what's so, that's what's so beautiful about the Mount Rushmore is there's so many possibilities. Yeah, somebody in the Facebook chat earlier but we should break it down by decades no that's the point yeah. it makes it more difficult when you're talking mm-hmm. about all the decades right. of wrestlers um so basically we've got it narrowed down to six right now that's the undertaker hulk hogan the rock rick flair chris jericho and bruno san martino the ones with multiple votes would be and this is only because uh lisa and cappy split their votes with chris jericho and bruno san martino it would be the Undertaker, Hulk Hogan, The Rock, and Ric Flair, which I don't, I don't, I don't want to commit to because that was my top four, and I don't want to make it seem like I'm just going with my top four. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if we're basing it just on who would get a vote for each one, Joanna tiebreaker. I was gonna say Joanna's. The, I told you she would come in handy. Oh hey! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna name six wrestlers. Okay. You give me your four. Okay. And yeah. you're you're the deciding factor here. Yeah. Okay? Woo! The Undertaker. All right. Hulk Hogan. Okay. The Rock. Ric Flair. Chris Jericho and Bruno San Martino. Okay, well, Bruno got to go because I don't even know who that is. All right, sorry, Cap. <laughs> um, okay, I, I expected that. <laughs> uh, the Rock. Okay. Because Woo. I know him. The Fozzie guy. So, Chris Jericho. Yeah, him. Uh-huh. Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan. Okay. okay. What were the other two? You're between The Undertaker and Ric Flair. Oh, Ric Flair. Woo! All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it from Joanna Barba. Your four. Oh, did that not was rush the four? Me. Yeah. I told you she would come in handy because I think it's about who's still, I mean, think about it. You know Jericho from obviously his other, his band. And then you also know Ric Flair from Chambaya with Bad Bunny. And of course, with The Rock and Hogan, you know that. So the, the Mount Rushmore of wrestlers is Hulk Hogan, The Rock, Ric Flair, and Chris Jericho. And everybody's cool with that. Does anybody have anything else definitively to say otherwise? I knew Joanna would come in handy. I'm happy I could help. Are you content with that, Cappy? <laughs> sure. I, you know what? Why not? I think that was a great way for uh, this to be decided. Give Joanna the tiebreaker. Yeah. I like it. Okay, one more time. Your Mount Rushmore of wrestlers, Hulk Hogan, The Rock, Ric Flair, and Chris Jericho. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. I'm going to go check out everything that we're 
that we have going on. Uh. You can always check out. Lisa put up the post today of the scheduled road construction and closures for El Paso. Why would you have me look up Stone Cold with blonde hair? That was a horrible decision. Dude, right? Yeah. It looks weird. Like, you'll never look at him the same. Yeah. Joanna, did you look it up? No, but now I'm going to. Yeah. That's all weird. <laughs> it looks weird. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. Is I'm telling you. So you can check out the road closures if you're going to be out and about on the roads. Lisa's got the whole list up there for you. It would have come in very handy for me. So what, I, so what happened is as I'm driving down Mesa, it's right at... Um, I can't remember the street, but there's a WB Liquors. Um, the Food King is there on the right. You're going to pass like a ta- Taco Bell. It's right before Shadow Mountain uh, is at. It's right there. And I'm used to the road whittling down to one lane. I mean, that's they do, they have that during the day. And it says road construction, everything else. So I'm getting over, I'm getting over, I'm getting over. And then all of a sudden I hit the one stoplight and it's just there's a cop car with its lights on and, and barricades. And the orange cones, the orange <laughs> barrels. That's yeah. it. Uh, okay. And so, I, and so I panicked. So I turned right, and I ended up in the Food King parking lot. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe if I zip through the parking lot, I can get out over there. Nope. So I'm driving around this parking lot at 3 o'clock in the morning. I end up exiting, and I had to go up to Shadow Mountain and then kind of up to the... to. Um, up the mountain a little bit and then zip that way. It added like 20 extra minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so don't be like me. Go check out Lisa's post up at KLAQ.com about the uh, road construction that we have going on. That was me yesterday. I'd, I was coming back in town and I knew that I-10 East was closed. So I thought, oh, I'll take Trans Mountain and so I'll bypass it. No, there's construction on Trans Mountain too and it's one lane. You know, and the funny thing is I thought I was avoiding construction because Saturday... Glenn had to call me because he was running late because they had closed the executive ramp. Yeah. Because they're 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 putting in that um what's the road gonna be called there? That that overpass that's right before executive if you're heading I ten east. Uh the three seventy five. It's one? the one that's coming off of Montecillo. Oh, oh okay, I don't yeah, yeah. Know. I don't know what it's called, but yeah. The uh Mesa Exchange, I think it's called or something that yeah, so, interchange. Yeah, so that basically so they they're um changing up the executive exit right there. So I, I'm under the impression as I'm leaving, like, oh, I'm not going to take I-10 because <clears throat> chances are it's going to be closed, right? Not so fast, sir. Mesa is also shut down. So you can check that out. You can also find Joanna's blog about, where did it go? Is that one not at KLEQ.com? Is that at Buzz Adams? Which one? Your Mandela effect? No, that should be on KLEQ. Mm, is it underneath the three? Oh, is that where it is? It's up top? Probably, yeah. Uh, no, it's not, actually. Damn it! No, the three there at the top, it says, as states reopen America's first trip will be to visit family. Uh, there's a couple of articles that I put up over the weekend. The 17 states that have state pledges, including Texas. And then also a petition to remove El Paso's uh, police chief. That popped up online over the weekend. And I don't know how seriously you take it, because it's on change.org, and you frequently get... Um, like things will happen on change.org that really don't, it's just, they're just there and they shouldn't be taken seriously. But this one's been signed by over 7,000 people. They're trying to get to 7,500 and they're now at over 7,200 total signatures to yeah. remove Greg Allen from office. They started it, I believe last week on Wednesday or Thursday. And I remember the first day 
it was at like almost 3,000. So it keeps going up. The first goal, I think, was like 5,000. And they're just keep. I mean, at some point, you wonder if they're even going to acknowledge it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's from the comments that he made four years ago um, about calling Black Lives Matter a. Um, where's the quote? What he said, and again, again, this was four years ago. Black Lives Matter, as far as I am concerned, is a radical hate group. And for that purpose alone, I think the leadership of this country needs to look a little harder at that group. The consequences of what we saw in Dallas is due to their efforts. Of course, he's talking about the five police officers that were killed in an ambush in Dallas. That's what happened four years ago that sparked these comments. But he's still there. So you can check out that up at KLAQ.com. Steve's back. Steve is back. Yes. Are you there, buddy? I am back. Yes. <laughs> so we have Steve Kaplowitz ASMR, if you would like. <laughs> so we got a little bit of pushback from the Mount Rushmore Cappy. People are mad at uh, Joanna. I'm, what do you yeah. think people had the most problem with? Of those four? Yeah. Uh, probably Chris Jericho. That seems to be the consensus. Although a lot of yeah, cuz a lot of people were saying Undertaker should have made it. Should or should not. Should have made it. Cuz so the final yeah. four was Hulk Hogan, The Rock, Ric Flair and Chris Jericho. Those were the, the our, our four for the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Well, I mean, again, <laughs> you know, it's it's difficult because you asked somebody who has no wrestling knowledge based on pop culture only to, to decide and be your tiebreaker. So, you know, that's what what do you think was going to happen? And that's it'd be like it'd be genius. like asking somebody to pick their favorite their favorite uniforms and you go with well or favorite teams. Well, let me think. My favorite color is blue, so who has blue uniforms and you go like that. So, you know. That's true. Who has blue uniforms? The Dolphins? Well, there's a more teal, aqua, if you will. The Giants have blue uniforms. The Patriots, Patriots. have blue uniforms. Cowboys? Um, the the Cowboys have Titans, blue uniforms. The Cowboys. Yes. Boom. That's right. Four That's right. right there. I'm still going with Dolphins. <laughs> I mean, it would, I guess it would. My choice. Classify as blue. Your choice. <laughs> My choice. Maybe a little more greenish. Joanna gets to pick Jericho. I get to pick the Dolphins. Nah, I guess it would, I, put, I would put Dolphins <laughs> in blue. Uh, okay, so Cappy, it's looking like the 2020 Major League Baseball season is not going to happen. Um, not necessarily. Have you heard the news today? What? What? Because the last thing that I saw was that the owners are prepared to call it like just say no season and ulti- to save money because what the players want is more games so that they can earn a bigger paycheck. But for the owners, they just want some games so that they can get to the playoffs, which is their big money maker when it comes to the television revenue. But if they so, have to play too many games and then pay the players almost their full salaries, it's not going to work out, especially when you're most likely not going to have fans in the stands. So what broke this morning? A half an hour ago, uh, Major League Baseball made a new proposal to players. And what they offered them was a 75% prorated salary, 76-game season, playoff pool money as well. The season would finish September 27th. The postseason would end at the end of October. Okay. Wait, the postseason would end? Because that's, that's when it normally ends anyway. It's right around Halloween now. I mean, mm-hmm. it, the, the World Series yeah. generally stretches into like the first week of November. 
Right. And 70, I mean, September 27th is right around the end of the regular. I mean, it's, it's almost on par with a normal season. It's just you're, they, you're not playing said. like you're not trying to make up the games that have been lost already to this point. It sounds like what they're trying to do. Correct. Do you think it'll happen? It's no, I think the players will turn it down, but it's definitely it's it's at least it's progress. They're they're you know trying to get this thing done and hopefully it does, but um no, I don't think so. Well, cuz remember last week the owners came out and said that they would not be responding with their own counter proposal, which obviously that ended up happening, which I think bodes well for them trying to get the season in at this point because we already have the NBA. Oh, did you hear that NBA players and their families are not allowed to go to Disney World and ride the rides? Dang, I'd be mad. Though. No, yeah. you're gonna stick them. You're gonna. That's that's not fair. That was I mean, one. Of, like that's that was one oh. of the rules as to what uh, they were saying is that they're not allowed to go to. Um, to go on the rides and, and go to Disney World. Because remember, that was one of the original sticking points for the players is they wanted to have their families with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you would think if you're at Disney World, go ride the rides, right? You would. I mean, that's 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 tough. That is a tough... That's a, that's. I mean, you're basically dangling the carrot right in front of them saying, no, nope, you can't eat it. Can't do it. No, no, no. Can't do that. Exactly. And then there was some videos over the weekend of people returning to Universal Studios because in Orlando they oh, opened yeah. back up. On Friday they did. And so we watched some of those videos and I mean it's kind of the same thing except not a lot of people is really what they have going on there. Right. It's really about it. And then and, you, and you're supposed to wear a mask and stuff like that. So Cappy would you go to a theme park right now? No. What would it take for you to like commit to going and let's say let's say one of the bigger theme parks like in Orlando or California you're talking Disney World Disneyland Universal Studios what would it take to get you to go I don't know I mean it's let's put it this way if if they offered you round trip airfare done. yes then Ho- <laughs> hotel <laughs> how many of you got to the hotel accommodations yet hotel accommodations and um, you know they gave you some uh, per diem meal money would you uh, would you be all in I was in at airfare. Yeah. Are you, and you're saying, so right now is the circumstances. Like where we're at right now. Yeah. Exactly. Go go through it one more time. Tell me. Round trip airfare. Done. Hotel accommodations. What kind of hotel are we talking? Uh, di- you know, Disney hotel. We're on, we on site. So like if we're going to Disneyland, yes. I'm staying. Ooh, can I stay at the Grand Californian? Yes. Done. I want to stay in that one hotel that enters into California Adventure. That's the Grand Californian. Uh, oh, that one. That one is amazing. That's one that's worthy of saving up for years to be able to do that, I think. Now, uh, here's my thoughts. Like if they flew me first class, now I'm now we're talking because then you're in a very smaller, you know, you're in a, like a smaller area and you got more room and all that. So, if you fly me first class, now we're talking. But what if the airline even commits to saying, "Look, we're not going to have anybody sitting middle aisle." Or if it's just you, your wife and your kid, you guys mm-hmm. get your one aisle. There's not going to be anybody sitting directly sat directly in front of you or directly yeah. behind you. That sounds good to me. So Cappy's in. Joanna, we I presented this to you last weekend or last mm-hmm. week. What do you what are you saying? Take Aww. take Cap. What's so great about this hotel? The Grand Californian? Yeah. It's just an immaculate hotel with a lot of amenities, the restaurants on site, and you can walk right into California Adventure. Yeah, it walks you right into the park. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so are you, are you are you doing it, Joanna? What was the question again, Bob? <gasps> okay, Cap, go. Five hundred and eighty six a night? Yeah, it's not cheap. Oh 
send me to that one. Um, so that's the, so, so it's, it's free airfare. Okay. Down. I mean, you I'm, get to stay I'm there the, for free airfare. You get to stay at the Grand California, yeah. and you get um, park passes, right, Cappy? Yep. But are, yeah. are you getting? There. Are you getting? Yeah. A, I guess you wouldn't really need a fast pass or anything at this point, right? Yeah, there's really nobody there, so you don't have to worry about zipping to the front of the line. That True. makes me feel a little safer about wearing the mask. I, are you kidding me? I'd be so excited about the mask. I'd be matching it with my my ears. Good point. I would have all these matching masks and mirrors. I, I you don't think that Mickey signed my mask? Yeah. I'm like, you don't think that Disney's already done that? They're they're like, sa- yeah, they have masks for sale on their site. Yeah, they're like rose gold ears and a rose gold sequin mask. Yeah, they jumped all over it, man. I'm already there. Say less, I'm in. So other than the uh, the birthday this weekend, how was your weekend there, Cappy? It was good. No complaints. You guys still really on pretty much lockdown? Or are you, are you starting to venture out of the house a little bit more um, than, than you had been over the past couple of months? Well, I mean, that's a tough thing to say. We're let's just put it this way: slowly starting to work our way back to normal life. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like we're not we're not going crazy. We're not going to just say, "Hey, we're going all out." Let's go find the the, the you know the places where where the most people are. But we're also uh, you know it's it's getting to the point now where we're where we're working our way back. Absolutely. Yeah, like my wife went to Bath and Body Works out at the outlet mall, and they got it down. Right, I mean, like how you would how you would hope a shop keeps the social distance and keeps limits the amount of people. Now, granted, there's a lengthy line out front waiting to get in, but she said once you get in, you're only allowed to go in this direction. And it's like once you walk in, they're handing you your your bag, like your to go bag that you're they're normally going to put the stuff in, and they ask you what size do you want? You're going to buy a little bit of stuff, a lot of stuff, kind of in the middle. What do you want? They hand you the bag. You start putting the stuff in. If you say that yeah, I'm going to buy some candles, they prep the bag for that. You got to use hand sanitizer. You got to have a mask. You go in, you pay, you're out. I mean, she said they had it down to a science. Like it was what you hope to see, and. I mean, when she's do- when it's taken like that, I don't think it's as big of an issue as a lot of people might think, as long as all the pro- appropriate precautions are taken. Does that have a lot to do with it, Cap? Like, if you go to a store and mm-hmm. you notice that they're not abiding by the social distancing or people are not wearing masks or there isn't guidelines in place or maybe people aren't following it, are you going to turn around and leave if you go to the store or are you just going to brave it and head on in? That's a great question, you know, because when I first I started shopping, um, masks hadn't really become mandatory yet. So, like, I would go to Costco or, or, or Walmart, and, and a lot of people were not wearing masks. And then all of a sudden, like, boom, everybody shows up wearing a mask. So, right now at this point, I've seen I've seen a mixture of both. I've seen people just walking around stores without masks and kind of. I mean, did you see the videos of or the pictures of Vegas and the casinos? No, I haven't seen those yet. Oh. Vegas casinos this past weekend uh-huh. were packed, packed with people. Nobody was wearing a mask, Oof. and 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 everybody's like on social media. Vegas is back, well, and I mean, you know, that's well, the, the whole picture, thing. So the first picture that I brought up, it, it does have people wearing masks, but they also have plexiglass. Prevent so that it's it's a picture of a craps table, and there's plexiglass all around it, so that. If you're playing, you're up at the table. But you know how normally... You see it in the movies all the time where somebody gets on a hot streak and people crowd mm-hmm. around the roller and you blow it on the dice and everything else like that. It looks like the way that they have it set up is so that you can be right up on the table 
And then there's plexiglass behind you to prevent people from standing right on top of you. Like if they want to watch, they got to do it from a distance. Okay, hang on. Now, I am going to right now uh, retreat, uh, retweet a video that I just put uh, up. It says Las Vegas is officially back. It was from Saturday, okay? Mm -hmm. Take a look. Now, it's a two-minute video, and they're doing a walkthrough of the casino in the hotel. Take a look at it, oh my and you're going to notice. It is packed. It is packed, and nobody's and no wearing, wearing a, a mask. mask. <laughs> nobody's wearing a mask. Everybody's just hanging out like nothing ever happened. And I'm looking at this, and the tweet is, Las Vegas is officially back. And I'm watching this going, my goodness. No, There's not a single mask there if you watch. Are we sure tables. that this video wasn't taken before COVID-19? Yeah, because the guy that took the video, Arash Markazi, um, has been in Vegas all week. And he's been chronicling everything. So okay. that video was taken from Saturday. And you can see one mask. Like, about a minute in, somebody walks in with a mask. But other than that, nobody's wearing it. They're just all hanging out. It was like, it's like nothing ever happened. They've had, it, and the, the uh, video has been viewed 15.8 million times since Saturday. Yeah, I mean, it's, he's walking through. Oh my God, look at these old ladies. And it's just, You're at risk for this. What is it, like the Golden Girls? Yes. We're at, in the, at, at what time in the video, <gasps> you think? Halfway? Halfway. Oh my gosh. It looks like the only ones wearing the masks are, are the, the workers. Yeah, the, the employees. Workers, yeah. People, are, people are standing in lines. It, it's not even... I'm surprised the casinos didn't mark anywhere. Like, you know how you go to Walgreens and they have the marks on the floor, like, mm -hmm. hey, stand here, stand here. There, I, I stopped at Walgreens on the way home on Friday and as I was waiting to pay, there was a lady who came to get behind me in line and she didn't know where to stand because there wasn't a mark on the floor. So she's like... <laughs> Scrambling around. Like a, yeah, like a cat <laughs> following like a, like a laser pointer. <laughs> Freaking yeah. around, and no. was like, dude, all you need is six feet. This is where, now, by the way, kind of like, who's go enforcing? Like, if, uh, like that. Check this out. Go to the same video, same guy, right? Arash Markazi, same guy. Seventeen hours ago, he tweeted out Sunday pool day in Las Vegas. It's a thirty-second video out by the the swimming pools. Check that out, and then you'll see, and you'll again notice that um, everybody that's out. No, first off, One nobody's wearing a mask. A mask. Yeah, the, that's the that's well, come the, on uh, now. You don't employee. Want those but I mean, you look at people out there by the deck in the pools, and there's tons of people. People are laying out. Nobody is wearing a mask right oh now in Vegas. God. Makes me wonder. So that just gives you that. that gives you an idea of of right now what the what the casinos and the hotels are like in Las Vegas. Hmm. So my, I'm wondering how many of these people are from out of town that still booked trips and either jumped right on it because something was cheap or they drove there or... That's what I think. I think this was probably people looking to get out, yeah. realize they can get to Vegas cheaper now than ever before. What the heck? Let's jump in and do it and uh, we're going to be fine. That's probably the attitude most people are taking doing that. Because right. you can tell there's no precaution whatsoever. All right, seeing that, would you go to Vegas right now, Cap? Um... No, not Vegas. I mean, I haven't been to Vegas in a long time. I was going to say, I'm I not did, a Vegas person to begin with. I did Vegas twice a year for 10 years covering the De La Hoya championship fights back in the 90s and 2000s. And um, at this point, no, I'm not. I'm not I, I feel like I'm, I was all Vegas out from a lot of those trips. So I'm not a huge gambler. I, I do like to eat at the restaurants. But nowadays, but the buffets so are much closed, good food here. Yeah, those I, are I so closed, all right? I would imagine. No, so. I don't know. Well, I mean, who knows? Look at the, the hotels are now open. Nobody's wearing a mask. Maybe the maybe the restaurants have opened up in Vegas. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. That's a great question. Joanna, 
Mm-hmm. Same question. You see those videos. Oh, man. I you love willing Vegas. to go to Vegas? Are you going? No, that's dangerous. <laughs> right? Yeah. Lisa, I, 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 you're a no, right? Yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm just never been a Vegas person. Even the last time I went, I had fun because there was a big group of us that all went. But yeah, we didn't go to any of the clubs or. Yeah, no. I think the most fun we had was hanging out at the buffet with my friend Mark, Marcus. He's sitting there asking, okay, so exactly what do you put in the eggs, Benedict? Oh, okay, all right. Really? You put that spice in there? I was like... Lisa wants to go to the clubs and go dancing, yeah? No, not at all. Welcome to Vegas. Yeah. (laughs) It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Steve Kaplowitz joining us. He was talking about the baseball owners coming up with a proposal to bring the Major League season back. And apparently the uh, player's not pleased with it, right, Cap? They hate it. They think it's worse than the last proposal. So that's not good. It's never good when, you know, you get a new you get an updated proposal and the reaction from the other side is, well, you should have you should have at least tried to improve the last one, not make it worse. So who knows how this is gonna continue to develop. But again, it's not I mean, here we are, it's it's June eighth. And you really do wonder, will baseball even play this year? And if not, will it set the sport back another five or ten years since everybody else is coming back but baseball? You know, for a while, the story was baseball has a chance to do something that nobody else can, meaning um, be the first one back and capitalize and have the opportunity to to have players uh, on the field play and, and have sports all to themselves. Now, they might be the only ones not playing, and you think about the amount of damage that that could happen to the popularity of the sport. If that's the case, it could be, uh, it, it could be colossal. If anybody wants to get involved in the Facebook chat, um, just head on over to Buzz Adams Morning Show on Facebook. Check out the live stream. Padilla is asking, I wonder if Buzz listens to the show when he is gone. I can guarantee you he does not. No, he, we're dead to him. Yeah, he yeah. Could, no, no, we're not dead completely because he sent us a picture of a completed puzzle yeah. over the weekend. He did. He's doing puzzles? Apparently. Yeah. He needs to pace himself. He still has a few more days. Don't have all the fun on the first day. <laughs> <laughs> That's apparently what he does. He'll be back on Friday. People are wondering where he is. He, he finally took his vacation because we have been told... Um, by our company, make sure you're taking your vacation time for a couple of different reasons. One, it's not going to roll over to next year. Yeah. Number two is you can't all take vacation in December. So just because you can't go on that big vacation you want to now doesn't mean don't take your vacation time. Go take a, a mental health day. Go take some breaks and uh, just unplug for a little bit. And I think Buzz was to the point where he needed it. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. So, yeah. Like last week, it was the, the signs were showing um, that he needed to um, take, take the break. break. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, because you guys got to go on at least a staycation in March. Buzz and I stayed. We haven't, we haven't taken our vacations. Yeah. And then Joanna and I had staycations. Kathy, have you taken any time off since uh, COVID-19 hit? No, and it's weird. We were supposed to spend a week in Arizona for spring training in March during spring break week. That didn't happen. I think I've had one day off this whole year. And, you know, uh, when you've been here as long as some of us have, I mean, we get five weeks. That's a lot of time. You get five weeks. 
Oh, right, right, exactly. That's <laughs> I've been in twenty, but I've been here twenty-five years. Yeah. So twenty-five years in the radio station. Yeah, you get the maximum amount of time. But we're starting to wonder. You know, I don't even know what we're going to get uh, be able to take this year from that, just because we're already six months in and and have taken nothing. Mm-hmm. So yes. Uh, a lot of people are asking in the Facebook chat whether or not any of us listen to the show while we are on vacation. Buzz does not. I got a feeling nobody else does. I'll tune in every now and then. Lisa? Nope. Not at all. You guys are dead to me. <laughs> I'll tune in every now and then. Like, I'll just pop in the old Facebook mm-hmm. chat and kind of see what's going on. Um, just to check in on things and to give Buzz a hard time because he'll say things that, uh, when I'm not here that he wouldn't say normally. Mm-hmm. Or he tries to push for things normally, so it gives me ammunition for when I come back to kind of no, throw it in I, his face. When I am gone, there is no news. There is no... I don't even know the station. I don't know any of you. <laughs> I know That's hilarious. Nothing. It's so funny. Uh, Padilla is wondering if Buzz keeps the same work sleep schedule as when he is gone. I know I don't. Oh, I, I don't try to sleep all. in as much as possible. I mean, it's it's difficult at times, but I would quite frankly rather try to you know get as much. So that's when you catch up on sleep, isn't it? Yeah, yeah but sleeping in for us is exactly. like ah, oh, nice seven a.m. Like awesome, yeah. but seven. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. But if you think about Sounds it, that's good. that's four hours more than we would normally be getting. So I'm perfectly okay with that. All right, we got about five more minutes. You know what? I got some random facts for you. You guys want some random facts? Oh, hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> Joanna, very excited about the five <laughs> random facts. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, hey, I got a question for you before you get to five random up? facts. Yeah, what's up? Have you guys watched already the Apple TV Plus documentary on the Beastie Boys? Uh, I don't have Apple TV, have so no. That. Tell me. I don't me. have Apple TV. Oh, it's good. Well, I mean, oh, it's and good. I think the thing with us is we, um, when we got new iPhones uh, last year, they give you a year's subscription of Apple TV Plus with that. So they came out with this. Uh, what it basically is is it's the two surviving members of the Beastie Boys. The King it's, Ad Rock. Um, Mike that is D my name. and Ad Rock. Right, and they're and they're basically for two hours in front of a in front of a crowd in New York, telling the story of their band with clips and and and, and you know it's it's live. It looks like almost like a Broadway show with these two, and it's it's really really good. Like it's it's so well done, and um, I, I wasn't sure if you guys have seen it because it's been getting great reviews. People say that it is some of the best stuff around. So uh, you know if you get a chance and you ever decide to to get the uh, the new Apple TV. A subscription, uh, definitely check that out. Yeah, I, I, if I had Apple TV, I would definitely check it out, but I don't. Um, there is a great documentary on Kathleen Hanna. She's the one that's married to Ad Rock, and mm-hmm. the documentary is called The Punk Singer. And it's yeah, all about, that's a good one. Yeah, it's all about her, her struggle with Lyme disease and her marriage with um, Ad Rock, Adam Horowitz. I just love how she goes, she's like, Really? You're going to be dating the guy who's saying a girl to do the laundry? Goes to do the dishes, goes to do the laundry. Like that, and that seemed like such an odd pair, but they they, they go into they that pretty in depth, and it's mm-hmm. it's a very that if you're if you're looking for a solid documentary to watch, I believe it's on Netflix. Um, it, are they still together? Yeah, yeah. Well, very cool. Yeah, they they seem to be a kind of a perfect couple there. Um, oh, Ricky in the Facebook chat, he's asking about the podcasts. Uh, the podcasts are 
available if you go to klaq.com. You got to go to the top, click listen live, and then you'll see a link on the right that says the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Basically, Joanna screwed everything up and she did it all wrong. No, I'm kidding. Um, We changed how we upload them. So Joanna is still editing. And once the show is over, Joanna, boom, she's on it. She's editing the podcast for us. It's each show's about an hour and a half, would you say? Yeah. So sometimes more. It's about yeah, an hour and a half, maybe a little bit longer. Um, and they're normally on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, but we've run into a problem where since we changed how we <clears throat> we changed how we upload the podcasts, we have to go through the approval process all over again. Despite the fact that we've been up there for a few years at this point. We just have to go through that same process over and over again. So they're there. They're ready to go. They're just kind of on hold for the other platforms. But if you want the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast, you can find that over on um, uh, you can find that over on KLAQ.com. And that actually reminds me a perfect way that we're going to wrap up the show today is with a, a brand new song from Shim. He's the former lead singer of Sick Puppies. He and I do a podcast together called Rockstar 101, and he does something called Lockdown Sessions. Now, what the lockdown session is, is it's basically you are uh, helping him write a song. You can go to his Twitch page. It's The Hollywood Rebellion. He goes through the guitars, the drums, the bass, and everything, and then you help him write the lyrics, 